are we are we are we live right now? I mean, you know how it is. I just hit the button. You got macho man glasses on today. These are my big checks in the lobby of the casino glasses. My big checks. This is, you know I, what I mean? The big checks. Not like they're like, here, cash out. This is like I've been hitting the slots hard glasses, blue blockers. You remember? I brought sunglasses, but I didn't know if I'd need them. Um I just it don't. is bright with do you always have these lights? Yes, sir. They're pretty Except bright. for episode one. Everything but episode I should one. go back and look because in the reflection in your glasses, you can see it. You can okay, see it now. Yeah, you'll see them now that, forever. Yeah, that's because these glasses are huge. I'm going to do the thing that you guys did. <laughs> yeah, bring the mic down here. The snacks of wild When you got a little... It's funny that you said that because somebody earlier today said that these, are, these glasses have <laughs> 80s wrestler vibes to them. Yeah, yeah, it's all macho, man, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Gene, cup when I get to cup of coffee in the big time. Snap into a slim gym. Cup Ooh, of yeah. coffee in the big time. All right. Great. So uh, you're, you're rolled up. You're just going to hit shatter the whole time? I got the shatterizer. This guy's I mean, got if, if you guys pass it around, I'll hit a, I'll hit a joint. Uh, I got blunts. You smoke a blunt with me? I won't say no. I'm all here. Right. I'm here. That's I came all I the way There's here. There's a blunt, and then I'm I I'm not going to say blunt. no to a blunt. I'll join in on the blunt. I'll join in. All this right. has right. got fresh blunt. All, right, all right. Hit the theme song. Hit the theme song. Check. The theme song? That's all the people watch this damn show for. We lose half our viewership after the theme song. (laughs) (laughs) They just come to hear the theme. I feel like for once, we have somebody on the show that's ready for the theme song. Yeah. Beck, how long have you been waiting to sing the theme? I sing it every time. It's great. I love it. All right. You ready, Mikey? Let's do it. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the snacks of life. Snacks of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the snacks of life. The snacks of life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Snacks of Life podcast with comedian Mike Rita and the Snack Man. This week's guest, the one, the only, the Canadian artist known as Beck. Six God status. Oh, shit. You heard us. I laughed at that. that yeah, was, come on. Mike was like, what a beautiful human. And I'm like, oh, dude, thank you. And you're like, six God status. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. I thought, you were, I thought when you said brought him back down to, that you were talking about me claiming that I bought your chicken fingers. And like, that's just like saying you bought. No, that was just nice. That, that's like saying you bought like a famous person a drink at a bar. Like I bought, I met Bob McKenzie once in an airport and I, I bought him a beer. Bob McKenzie from TSN. It's like your, TSN. It's your I, lame claim to fame. I, yeah, exactly. I was in a New York, I was in Long Island Airport, and I was the only person that recognized him. And uh, I bought him a beer, so it's like that. I bought back the chicken figures. That's what I thought you were talking about. You're funny. I don't, gotta, I don't have a I bought a celebrity story quick. When I, one time I saw Vernon Wells in an airport, and when I went to go shake his hand, he was giving me props, so I shook his fist. <laughs> <laughs> He, he was letting you in right away. You went up all business, and he already had. He was, like, he, he was being cool, like, "Yo, pleasure to meet you." And I was like, "Vernon," and I shook his fist, and then I looked. I was like, "Man, I just shook your fist. This is hilarious." And he laughed too, and then we just went on our way. He saw the lens down in you coming across the room. He was he was my height, which blew my mind. Like he might have been even like an inch shorter than me. And I was like, "Wow, this guy hit all those home runs and made all those catches at my height." You always just picture athletes being giants, you know. 
I, went, I met Rick the Temp once. <laughs> He's tiny, dude. He Rick was, Campanelli is the littlest human you ever met. He was like a foot shorter than me. I met him at a warp tour, like 99, 2000, something like that. And I remember being like, is that Rick the Temp? Why is he so small? Yeah, poor Rick Campanelli, man. Like he's like he could be he a Mexican flyweight boxer. Beck, who's the littlest celebrity you ever met? Littlest? Shit, I don't know. Um, Little Richard? <laughs> I, I drove Dave Foley once. He was kind of short. He's short. Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall is yeah. a teeny. It's a teeny little man. That's actually he's about as yeah, dude. That's actually pretty good. Very was he nice? He could be a little off. He, he was, was he was nice, but he wasn't really engaging. He was like on his phone doing some business stuff, and I just yeah. drove. Sometimes like I've driven some celebrities for shows and stuff before, yep. and you know if they're cool and they want to chat, and you know if you should just shut up and drive. I mean that's what it is. Reitz is it's a comedy thing because Reitz when I was driving him to Fanabis, I was his driver. It was the only qualified friend he had apparently, and uh, all he did was he sat in the back. Of oh, the car, come on. and he just sat on his text the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> how you gonna How you gonna sell me out to the people? <laughs> no, he rode in. He rode shotgun, smoked. Uh, and and rolled, so funny. I rolled joints, bro. I, I no I, no matter how famous I get, that'll be my job. I roll a joint, I'll puff it on the drive. There's one celebrity that I picked up that sat in the back seat. Otherwise, usually they're cool. Like someone will get and sit in the front seat and chat and whatever. Um, but for this show. It was the the guy who was running all the, the drivers. He was like this grizzled old biker. And all of the drivers were grizzled old bikers. And I was the only like young, like proper looking dude. And they were like, you have to be the one to pick this person up at the airport. So I actually had to pick up a security person first. And he sat beside me. And then we pulled up at the airport. He's like, I'm going to go in. When you see us get out, open the back. And don't say anything. Just open the back. They'll put the bags in, get in the car, and we go. And it was Pamela Anderson. No. Wow. And she had a makeup girl with her. She was really nice. But the second we left the airport, this was like before the GPS on the phone, I got lost. No. So I was like, holy shit, who's in the back of my car? Driving. And I'm like, oh, I took a wrong turn. Took a wrong turn. And she goes, are we lost? Oh, no. And the security guy, he's like, no, we saw someone following us. So we're just trying to lose our tail. And we'll be back on the road in a minute. You got barbed wire lost? <laughs> <laughs> You got Stripperella lost? Good thing we were not on a mission. <laughs> but so then for the show every day, I'd have to pick up the security guy first, then pick her up at the hotel, and then end of the day, same thing. We drive them back, then I take him home. I had no idea you were a limo driver for, as a career. I thought you were an artist. We have a limo driver on the podcast? <laughs> wow. I've, uh, yeah, I've been through some different shit. I started out like uh, I went to school for film and television production. And then I worked in post-production doing, yeah, this kind of shit. How, how are we doing? Great. Looks great. Good. Okay. I'm a little bright. and uh, You're not wearing your sunnies, man. You got a soul this week. I brought two pairs of sunglasses, and then we just started. And I was like, oh, Where's your if you want to go get the on. sunglasses, I trust that you're in post-production. You won't knock it over. There's a no, surprise for you in the fridge right there. Because if I put lenses over my eyes, I probably won't be able to see shit. So this is fine for now. Beck's honesty is real. It is, because I can't see shit for the last 12 episodes. You're just, you're just faking it through <laughs> this whole thing, it. fumbling around. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. No, what happened is is um, I've wore sunglasses inside for the majority of my adult life to hide the shame of my adult life, so my eyes have adjusted. <clears throat> pretty when, much. When you, how did you... Bro, like, when you were driving people around... 
Do you drive celebrities every day or just people who hire the taxis and once in a while it, be, it turns out to be a celebrity? No, no, no. I was working for shows. So they were like, you're, you're the driver for... Um, this was uh, Russell Peters' Christmas special. So I was Shut also up. driving... I was yeah. driving um, Phase on Love, John Lovitz. Um, there was a couple other people. I think Scott Thompson I also picked up. That's incredible. Yeah, so it's just like a... <laughs> it's, it's, I don't have a relationship with them. They just sit in the car for, with me for a few minutes, and it's a nice, casual drive. Let me but, ask you about the Blue Jays or something. No. No? <laughs> That's good, because you don't know fuck all about the Blue Jays, do you? No. I know. I know about the Jays. Me and Beck were talking about your, uh, your passion for the Leafs. I watched the game last night. Tough game, but they outplayed Florida, but we lost. The, the, I think it was the last... Goal, maybe it was the fourth goal that Florida got. This guy just shot from way out there. And I was like, this is a real, like, chance. And it went right in. People went nuts. Yeah. We're dating ourselves Why again. Why can't Toronto but you can't... do that? Well, because there's a lot of things going wrong, I think, in that whole system. But hopefully they can turn it around. Hockey is a big big thing. I think the craziest thing is is that and and we can talk with, about this without dating it is that Boston and Colorado were both out. And as a hockey fan that doesn't have a team in the game right now, go Habs. It's good to see that cuz it's a wild card now. Now that Boston's gone and Colorado's gone, it's wide open for me. It's, anybody can take it. A second place team, an eighth place team. Yeah. Now it's now it's anybody's shot, and it makes things super interesting. Flute, early flute, early flute. Because I'm flute. a Leaf fan, and in my head, I'm like, that means is, they have a shot. But they're probably going to screw it up. They're going to lose to Florida or something stupid, or they're, you know, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Florida's a Florida's a deadly team because pe- it's like, bro, they, if people forget they were the best team in the NHL last year. Yeah, and they're a sneaker man. Like they, they got grinders, man. Matthew Kachuk is a grinder. Like you, you know, there's no Leafs don't have no grinders, bro. Bro, there's no. Bro, it's a Stanley Cup playoffs. One team wins out of thirty, whatever the fuck. It's tough. It is what it is, bro. It is. That was a full liquid death. Merry they, Christmas. They usually, buddy. when you open them, they start at the top. <laughs> they do start they at the top because they're not like label. sodas. Sodas have a little room for the carbonation, so the carbonation doesn't pop off the top piece. Whereas uh, Liquid Death starts right at the first sip. Like, there is no what grace a period. So, Beck, do you have a, a personal favorite cartoon that you've drawn? Because I, I know people go crazy over these cartoons. When I first got mine, first of all, we should address this and i haven't addressed this with you but this is the perfect time okay i reached out to get a cartoon done like two years before you answered my dm oh i bet yeah some a lot of people message this guy a lot of people message me and then i don't i i don't want to say you left me on scene because i don't even know if you saw it or not did i well i guess you can't tell now I mean, I could tell, but I don't really want to put you on blast. No, I. Blast. It's, it's it's never um, it's never intentional. It it's is personal. Like, no, it was personal. Sometimes I'll even see a message and go, "Hey, I'm looking for this cartoon." And I go, "Oh, great! You know, I'm busy. In my head, I'm gonna get back to this person later." And then if I don't write it down, Dream's over. That's buddy. gone. Oh yeah, long gone. I just thought I was ugly. I was just like, he, he well, can't that even, too. But he just he can't even make me into like a, a my pet monster mock mock up or something. Like he did a my pet monster, didn't you? For yeah, him? yeah. I posted it recently. It was just uh, the only thing that changed was it had like three eyes, like a nuclear thing, like the Simpsons fish. Yeah, yeah. Right. I catch these references. Yeah. I, I catch these references, and actually, for this reason of your. Uh, uh, 
love of cartoons and uh, all things 80s and so forth, I brought you a special present. And as it would happen, I didn't put it on the table. Um, it's 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 cooling in the fridge. Oh, you mentioned that there's something in the fridge. There's something in the fridge. So maybe I'll go grab those right now because I feel like we're going to have to get into some snacks soon. That's what we're here for. And wow. Beck has been working out. So I brought the extra fattening snacks with me. I, yeah, I've earned them, I think. Okay. Great. So I'll ask Beck some questions for the listeners. Beck, he had started off a question, which was your favorite piece that you've made. Who is, who is your favorite cartoon that you've drawn or, or satirized? Because I do believe that's what you do. You satirize cartoons. It's a tough call because, yeah, I could cycle through and try to think. Um, you know what I did um, a few years ago before Trailer Park Boys had their own cartoon? Yeah. Um, I drew my Beck-style version of the Trailer Park Boys characters. Very nice. And I put out a sticker set, and their lawyers immediately contacted me and said, you got to take those down. And I was like, for sure, you know, I, that my bad, that's their IP, and I shouldn't be selling those. But then shortly after, they came out with their own cartoon, and I was like, oh, cool, they're doing, okay, they're doing their own cartoon. That's but, why. But I did um, Leahy and Randy, and my brother saw them at a show. So in my office, I have two framed pictures of both of them with their own stickers. Their oh, own wow. Stickers. That's like, a, I think that's pretty cool. Damn, bro. And now, you know, Leahy's gone. <clears throat> so yeah. That picture is like double enjoyment. I think on his birthday I posted the same picture. You did, yeah. I remember you posting. What did you bring? <coughs> well, nutrition drinks. We've been on a we've been on a zero sugar hydration energy trip the last <laughs> little bit. And incredibly, these zero sugar drinks are not dog shit. Arizona, classic, classic Arizona has entered into the game of the hydration drink from their standard iced tea, you know, Arnold Palmer and so forth. Fuck, dude. This is Marvel brand? And this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is just for Beck. This is a Marvel brand hydration. It's got the peach mango turp that you like, Mike. Peach mango. Ah! Hero hydration. Super elixir. Show it to the camera. Arizona iced tea, though. Look at that, huh? Arizona iced tea for okay. your ass. So it's the Arizona Tea Company. It isn't an iced tea. It's ten percent coconut water. It's got coconut water, green the tea power extract, of electrolytes. Help you save the day. I've had a pretty shitty day, so maybe this will help. Be a hero. Okay, let's try it out. This shit's real. Alpha GPC. Shake well. Okay. This is gonna be fucked. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, so I'll have a sip of this, but I don't know how much I can drink, or I'm gonna hit the washer. Yeah, whatever. Johnny PP. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's a, it's a trend with oh, our guests. Oh, so, let me give it it's Oh, it smells so good. That's, so good, got bro. That sharp mango, bro. You know what it is? It's like Snapple peach iced tea. Yo. It smells fuzzy to me. <laughs> I smell that. I think fuzzy. No. Not too sweet. Not too sweet. There should be no sugar in it, man. Not a fan, Mike. You look like you don't like that. There's one gram of... Two grams of sugar in it. Too much mango off the top. I think... I already had a lot of mango today. But this is... This is okay. I had a great after peach. Too much mango off the top. After peach is a good description. After peach. Blast the mango off the top, though. I guess they can't control that, really. It's whatever turp hits your... 
tongue like receptors first. They should sell these as shots because I don't think I could drink a whole one, but I would drink it if it was like a hero shot. This guy's already he's already repackaging and rebranding <laughs> it. It's brand new. He's already on the next he's on the next wave. Beck, you're on some 2020 fucking four shit. This is 2023. I'm not gonna lie though, like I get it. Dude, it's I think it's good. Uh it has no sugar. That's the part that fucks me up. It's bro. got two grams. That's no sugar in the sugar game. It it wasn't very sweet. No, it didn't have that, that and if you look, sugary punch. No added sugars. Oh wait, no, I lied. Total sugar soup. Sugar alcohols. 14 grams of sugar alcohols. Are you looking at the serving size? Are you going to chug this thing or are you going to go by the... Per it's serving. Half a, half a container is a serving size. Okay. All right. I'm ready to give my honest opinion on this thing. <sighs> Too much mango. <laughs> Too much mango, not enough peach. You get a lot of mango off the top. You get it? Literally, it feels like there's a mango slice on my tongue. It's not... But it feels like that. I don't know what's Marvel about this. <laughs> they're just they're just trying to sell you shit, bro. That's marketing, bro. <laughs> yeah. There isn't even a character on it. Yeah, there is. There, there is. is. There is, is there? Black, is Black Panther. Panther. Oh, dude. Just kind of softly in the background. It's the glasses. I couldn't actually see the container. I just know it's a cup. I can't really actually. That's like when I put the. Uh, I don't know what's Marvel about this. <laughs> when I put the UV sunglasses over my glasses, I can't see the GPS in my car. I do not know what's Marvel about this. this is so Nothing. Mm. I mean, what's Marvel about the cereals when they release them? They're like fucking just marshmallows in the same recycled shit over and over again, right? It is what it is. Um, the last week's episode, we went into the AI metaverse or whatever these kids call it, Mike. One of our most popular clips of all time. People were going bonkers. Yeah, and there's another thing that I found this week. Because we had talked about, you know, what happens when somebody just starts to release music that's not the artist, but it's someone else. Like, original music. And you can't get enough of it. So I mean, I can't. One, it's, it's ridiculous. This is so crazy. We're going into this one, Mike. I know... You I'm started, I, I brought you around to It's Scary. This album dropped two weeks ago, so I'm a little behind. Aasis. So Oasis, but it's AI? A full 30-something minute mixtape of Aasis. All right, let's drop in for the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> I said, do you want to do mushrooms on this? And you said, no. no. We're doing, we got to be doing. That's the four-hour episode. Okay, here. What do you think, Mike? None of this is real. It's all computer generated. It's all fake. <laughs> Look, it's got its own chorus. And they nail it. Somewhere. That's, that's wild. Somewhere Noel and Liam Gallagher are instead of punching each other, they're both punching the air simultaneously right now. Oh man, it sounds like a computer is locked in all sound. Right? What do you we think do? that this will? Do you think this will force an Oasis reunion finally? No, you know what this will force? 
them to get mad at computer be like, fuck a computer is a fucking piece of shit computers what happens when metallica gets ai'd are they gonna go after the people like they did napster oh yeah yeah you can't AI! <laughs> Can you AI? Google AI Metallica. Bro, I just, I, that just hit me? For sure it exists. <laughs> They're well, big enough. AI Metallic, Metallic AI or something. Oh man. James Head, Headfield. Just, oh, there it is. Oh my god, you found Metallica AI? Let's see. AI presidents make it Metallica album, Metallica I make a, bi- a bot write a Metallica song. See what that sounds like. Metallica spit it out the bone. James Young AI mix. Who the fuck's James Young? Or Young James. Young James, bro. You don't know Young James? No. He, he, he's, rela- he's related to old James. Uh, doesn't. They just have like. They just have like covers. The Beatles. Smells like teen spirit. You talk, yeah. You talked about this last week. Guys, we're going along for the ride with Let's you do here. do a real quick one of this. This is a... Uh, this is an this ad. This looks good. There you go. <laughs> no, this is brutal. This is <laughs> like horrible. This is horrible. <laughs> No, this, so is, this is like the Arctic Monkeys if they didn't know how to play music. The novelty wore off in like two seconds. Oh. Freddie Mercury AI? Yesterday. That's pretty good. It sounds like Freddie Mercury. Anyway. Look at the age that we're in. You can just create nostalgia. Yeah, you're like, oh, wasn't it great what Freddie Mercury sang yesterday? <laughs> Remember this cool thing and this cool thing? Now we but can the have the thing both is, of them too, together. that we're in beyond the infancy. We are in the sperm to eggs, like, for, like age of AI songs. These seeds stuff. are still in the weed plant right now of AI. Bro, they're, yeah, they yeah, haven't they, even been germinated. Nothing, nah. bro, they're nothing. It's like nothing still. Like, a few years from now, we'll look back and be like, how did we even think this was close? And now, and like in a few years from now, bro, the number one album one day will be an AI generated album. This AASIS thing, like. AASIS? AASIS. Sounds like a terrorist group. It does. It does. It does. It sounds like the next one the US is going to go after. AASIS. Like, could they tour? Oasis won't tour anymore. Like, does it get to the point where somebody, like, will have DJs that are full bands because they're just AI bands? But then what's on stage? A guy. Someone that looks just like Hunter. a guy with a computer. Hunter just dancing, yeah. I don't know, dude. This whole thing is really new to me. We went down the rabbit hole last week, and it, it hasn't left me since. I don't know if you were changed by it, Mike, but it, 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 it fucked me up. When I was watching those clips and making those clips last week, I remember feeling there's a, there's a half flute. When you were like, this is going to be so sick, I remember being in that moment being like, this is going to be so sick. And it was still sick. Biggie Smalls releasing new music makes me happy. Like, I would love to hear Biggie Ryan wants some modern beats, you know? It would make me, I'm okay with it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you something, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still okay with it. Because I just don't want it. Once it's past its shitty stage, like it is right now, like, it's just kind of shitty right now. It is, and you know what? It's not, and I think the thing is about it, the stage of it right now is, is that 
I don't want to say it's not professionals doing it, but like it's not. I don't think it's like true professionals that are doing this mm. and making this stuff. Talk to Beck about AI art. How do you feel about that? Like that's gotta that's think, gotta fuck with you, bro. A, a little, but I think it's cool because you can also like I thought about training it on my shit for a project. Sick to make then, Beck AI art, and then I could just I, I mean I I've looked at some videos and stuff, and I'm trying to learn of how to write better prompts. So you can get exactly what you're looking for. Nice. But um, yeah, I'm again. It's still in its infancy. Like I'm learning that stuff slowly. I think it's it's cool. It can be a Bro. tool in your kit. But but again, like people who are non-artists now, they have sort of an outlet to just go here. I want to make a thing. The the guy that I was talking to about the AI podcast editing, he had a, a clip, an audio clip. He had an AI create a picture of a person from the description that he gave them. And then he had an AI animate that picture to match the audio. So he has this computer generated graphic spitting out the clip from their show. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. It took him 10 minutes. Wow. It's ridiculous. There's a, there's an account that I follow on Instagram that the guy posts all of his AI art and he shows the prompts, like how he generated them. And he had, it was a series of, they were almost photorealistic, but like a little cartoony, and they were all puppies that looked like the characters from Friends. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then I wrote a little note like I wanted to do the same for Seinfeld. Try to make an AI Seinfeld puppies like series. So maybe you can explain it to the users what you do know about it, because <laughs> me and Mike have no fucking no. clue. Oh, no, no. I could, well, <coughs> like basically the prompts that you give the, the AI saying, I want it to look like. You know, this character and this kind of dog and in this photorealistic style and with this kind of background, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a paragraph long description that'll give you this image. And, and it, you might have to try a few times and go, oh, I want to tweak it. So I'm going to change these words. I'm going to tweak this and this. And then eventually you get an AI image of whatever the fuck you're asking for. Yeah. Dogs that look like the characters from Friends. Yeah. Or, but yours, you want Seinfeld. So the AI just goes to Google, pulls up Chandler, takes his facial features, applies it to a pit bull. You tell him what kind of dog. I want a German Shepherd, sh uh, Ross. What would Ross be? Ross would be a Doberman, I think. I think Ross is a Doberman. I'm going to tell you something that's going to disturb you. It takes me too long to, to know who the characters from Friends are. <laughs> like Ross? Like Ross is what? Ross Geller? The, the scientist? Yeah, thing? yeah. It's not disturbing if you didn't watch it. You don't have to keep up with it. <laughs> Matthew Perry was I, high as fuck that entire thing, too. That, right? that show trips me out, yeah, bro. Yeah. Friends reminds me of my cousins in another room because of that song. One hit wonder. It's just me. My childhood is me playing video games with my cousins, like, in one room. And then my older cousins just, like... You hear that. Yeah, and I'm like, ugh. I just shudder. I'm like, ugh. I don't know. I was a video game kid, bro. Okay, we just get, be happy that they're doing, they don't watch like Mad About You or something like that. Like, Dharma and Greg. But you guys are also. I know you guys are both Seinfeld fans. Um, I think I just got to the end of Seinfeld for like the fifth time. It started. It came up the finale, and I was like, ah, I'm not gonna watch this. I'll start over next week. I never watched the finale. Mike, because it's so sad. It's over. Mike. Oh no. <laughs> Mike travels with a laptop. And his, his thing to connect to the TV, and immediately when he gets to the hotel, he hooks up Seinfeld. I'm and just 
Uh, bro. It just repeats. And for the next three days at this hotel, that's all I watch is either Seinfeld. It depends on a mood I'm in. It could be Seinfeld, could be Simpsons. It's either one or the other, but you're not going to. And it's, when I say Simpsons, I mean season two to classic, season 10. Classic Simpsons. Does not leave yeah. anything past season 10. Season 10 is already kind of far, but bro, what are you going to do? Yeah, two to ten, and that's it. And it, and and I just watched that, and I, and I don't even really watch it. I'm in the back, just staring out the window. But that's what's in the background. That's, yeah, the same. I saw it on one of your stories, and I was like, "That's my home." Seinfeld in the background while I'm working. Like that's that's exactly what I do. I'm surprised that you're not a bigger South Park person, really. I would if I had the streaming capabilities. I don't have the Paramount Plus with the new episodes. I got Paramount Plus for you, bud. With you the, got Paramount Plus with the with the US with the US IP address. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know what? You, and I have uh, I have uh, NBC for the WWE, the old school wrestling. I just want. I just. Uh, I am a big South Park guy. I just my uh, my IP TV box doesn't have the new episodes, so <laughs> I, I'm stuck watching South Park 24 hours, which only goes up to like season 25 or something. I haven't watched South Park in years. New episodes. The new episodes are absolutely amazing. Just as good as any old, better than any old episodes. They're they're better graphically. They're better writing. They're just amazing. They're the best cartoon on TV by a long shot, though. They haven't dumbed it down, and they haven't they haven't dulled it. They they don't they actually dumb it dumb it up. They fucking smarten it up, and they fucking like yeah they do they go harder. Yeah, the jokes are even harder because nowadays the only people watching South Park are people who love South Park. Nobody who doesn't love South Park is it's not shock value anymore. No parents you on, seek it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's the diehard fans. No one's going, ooh, South Park, what's that? What's that? No one goes, what's that? Yeah, you're like, uh, no, I hate South Park. Or you're like, no, no, South Park's sick, bro. Is it like one of those things where I, I thought about this the other day, how, like, they tried to cancel Eminem, and then they're like, nah, you can't do that. Is South Park, like, grandfathered in? Oh, yep. yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? is it, it will like never be canceled because the cancel culture has tried. The 90s moms have tried. The early millennial... Uh, it's like, like Marilyn Manson. Like, everybody's already took their shot. They like, took their shot. But you can't do it. The fan base is so to the core... You couldn't do it if you tried to. If you tried to cancel South Park, the uprising would overshadow the can. Shut the fuck up, you lose. Like it would be insane. Like yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. I guess the best example of that would be when they canceled Family Guy, and then the DVD era came out, and the Family Guy DVD was like the best selling DVD, and they had yeah, to bring it back. They had yeah. to bring it back. They were like, true yeah. story. I have season one to three, and then three to five because that's how it ended. It was like super early on, like that. Yeah, it might even be season three and four. It's like it's that early. And then, yeah, I have those DVDs at home. I bought them because they were so funny. And then I told Danielle, there's a weird lull in Family Guy where when they come back, they're great. Then, like, for a couple of years, they're kind of shit again. They're really, re like, re rewriting old joke styles. Right. And then, again, if you watch New Family Guy, it's a perfectly fine cartoon to watch. You're like, man, these guys don't miss a beat. They're exactly the same show they were, like, 10 years ago. That's the thing about those cartoons, those three in particular. Like, The Simpsons has this magical way of even old Simpsons episodes being super relevant. And I'm not talking about all the conspiracies. Every time something happens in the world, the people, like, they go and they're like, the Simpsons, Simpsons did it first. The Simpsons knew this was going to happen. That's so far too. Simpsons did it first. But they do have a way of being timeless, those episodes. Right? Those old episodes have a nostalgia feel nowadays. Bro, new, new Simpsons. Like, this season of Simpsons is good. Simpsons has, like, a 25-year lull of garbage. It's insane. From, like, the year 2000 on, they're trash. And then if you go back to, like, the last two seasons, pretty decent. I'm not even going to lie. 
I like that was the, that was the era where like they came to Canada and did a bunch of really bad Canadian jokes. Yeah, remember oh, that? Yeah. People were yeah, so yeah. mad. They were like, I, I wasn't mad. I don't give a fuck. I'm happy to see anything relevant to Canadian culture. I, I thought the jokes were not that great. I didn't have any reason to be mad about it. It was yeah, all people don't get really. Man, that was man. The, the internet mad thing goes in waves. Like no one's mad about anything on the internet right now. Are people mad about something right now? What are people mad about? Uh, the people recently in the last month have been mad about the trans girl and the Bud Light and the Tampax. Which is funny because you see all these guys like destroying their cans of Bud Light that they've already paid for. Yeah. It's like, what kind of stand are you making? Yeah. Well, I don't think, I, I mean, I may be like segmenting a whole population of our audience, but I don't think that I associate deductive reasoning skills with Bud Light drinking. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe, but I don't, I don't associate like a long thought process behind. Who would even care? I, I, who would even, on like, one hand, I don't drink and I also don't like drama, so I don't even follow it. I heard about it and I was like, but it doesn't even, it's dumb. got nothing to do with trans, it's just LGBTQ. And we're like, but good on Bud Light for opening their market to a whole other well, demographic. That, that's the point I think that Bud Light probably acceptance. has, and they haven't came out and said it yet. But Bud Light's like, listen, we know you'll be back in three weeks. When the but, cans but, are back to normal. Yeah, yeah. like you, you're going to drink something else and then you're, a month from now you're going to forget and you're going to be at the store and you're going to buy Bud Light. You'll go back. It's like NASCAR, you know, they do something. Yeah, you're but not all those stop people that it. saw the like great pride can will be like, wow, I don't even like Bud Lights, but if we're going to get a couple of beers, let's get some Bud Lights. Remember they were like... Or they're just like, oh, those people aren't that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. Remember they set up to... Dude, marketing is a funny, funny like, thing. Let's think about it. The people that own Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, they could have did that with Stella. Yeah. Stella's a hot, like, they could have did that with a bunch of other brands that they have that are not associated with hick, like, conservative culture. Exactly. They the did Bud it. Light, Bud Light. They did it because it's going to blow up the fucking internet, man. Kanye West is the best at that. Like, you know what I mean? It's good or bad. It's No one was talking about Bud Light. No one gave a fuck about Bud Light. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bam, motherfuckers. I would love to see what sales were, because I bet you they just were through the roof. Because even the people who were like, I don't care, they just drank more Bud Light that month because they just never stopped hearing about Bud Light. Well, if you want to be like, you know, what they did is they tanked the stock. The stock lost a whole bunch of money because investors are like, you guys made a huge... But, you know, I, I've said this many times, the stock is going to go back up. Nobody's, like, people aren't stopped drinking yeah. i had this conversation with somebody when the weed stocks first hit and you know can canopy growth was like five six bucks a share it, we, uh, back in the day right and i remember saying to someone like look at all the other vices in the world i want you to look at pen gaming i want you to look at anheuser-busch inner brew look at philip morris look at all the other legal vices in the world and look at those company stocks and see where they land they're landing money, hand over fist hand over fist they all are in like 40 50 60 70 dollars a share and you know i and i remember saying to somebody at the time like dude these this is it has to go there and legal weed is in turmoil right now and companies are losing and lots of money and yeah nah, nah, nah. but in the long term and i'm talking like you know 10 15 20 years from now it, it it's going to end up in the same spot where the where the liquor companies are where the game gambling companies are where tobacco companies are tobacco is, has been under assault for 20 years 
the tobacco industry, and they're still thriving, bro. They can't fucking advertise. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they used, we, used to have, we used to have, like, the players friggin' indie and all these different, like, Benson and Hedges, Symphony of Fire. Symph- that was great. That was great. Right? They can't, they can't, they can't advertise. What's Symphony of Five? Symphony of Fire. It was in Toronto, and it was, like, a fireworks competition. People from all over the world would come to Toronto. Uh, you know, people from China. Team, fi- professional fireworks teams would come and compete. And they would have the Benson and Hedges Symphony of Fire. Wasn't I would it, go watch that. Was it to music? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They did it. They did something similar in Niagara Falls once as well. That's got to make a comeback, bro. That would be huge. It Let was, me book that fucking show right now. That'll sell out. I, I don't know if it would. See, I think the thing is, is that it needed a huge corporate sponsor. Because how do you sell tickets to something that's blowing up in the air? And, well, and not only that, you know how much those guys would cost? Oh, dude. Now it's banks, though. Like... All the banks are taking over arenas and shit. They can yeah. sponsor that. It used to be the DeMaurier, the DeMaurier Open for tennis. Like the Canadian Open used to be sponsored by DeMaurier. Jesus Christ. And now it's, and now it's the Rogers Cup. Killer right? merch, though. I bet you some sick DeMaurier Open like <laughs> tennis hats. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like, it used to be fucking the Winston Cup. NASCAR used to be sponsored by a tobacco company. You know what I mean? And they take that away, but are tobacco companies not making money hand over fist? And really, in reality, when you look at how things work, you know, to, for a company to take a loss like Anheuser-Busch, they're not going in the negative. They're like, oh, we forecasted we were going to make $400 billion this quarter. We only made $300 billion. <sighs> Took a heavy loss. Yeah. Like, go fuck yourself. That shit's crazy to me. Sorry to our investors. Yeah, and the investors are like, oh my God, they're down 100 billion this quarter. We should probably sink their stock a little bit. Like, it's just all like, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, why are these gas companies, and I'm wearing my tinfoil hat again, this, why are these gas companies charging us $1.65 a liter of gas in Ontario and still making fucking hundreds of millions of dollars a month off of us? At some point, we have to be like, Hey man, how about a buck twenty and you uh, just don't make as much? I'll tell you who why goddamn Trudeau's on it. I'll tell you who that, that goddamn carbon tax put me and Darlene in the fucking hole, stupid motherfucking Trudeau. And Doug Ford don't get off his fat ass and take away that t- take away them Ontario taxes too. <laughs> That's why I love politics in Canada, because they all suck. And if you want to invest your money, now is the time <laughs> to invest in Big grocery. Big grocery, grocery, eh? Did you see Gail Weston step they're, down? They're, well, he stepped he, down? He stepped down. He's still making money hand over fist. No. He stepped out as the guy that everyone sees on TV because people were like, listen, you fucking vest-wearing motherfucker. We don't care if you freeze the price of no-name garbage. Hey, right? do you want to buy no-name almonds? Well, don't worry about it because the price ain't going up. You're like, I never bought no-name almonds in my fucking life, asshole. This guy's up there in, like, Cartier glasses and a sweater vest talking about how <laughs> Canadians are fucking hurting for hey, money. Hey, you guys, hey, it's, it's tough out there, huh? I, yeah. know, I know how it is. Sometimes I can't use both of my pools. I can only use one. I just have to. It's really it's really expensive refilling my private jet. Fuck Gail Weston, man. But, yeah, he just put somebody else in charge so that some other guy gets paid to All take right, the whipping. You know what? Quick, quick freestyle about Gail Weston. Let's go everybody I'll, I'll drop the beat you guys just, do you want an insane in the brain here I'll give you a beat well, I got some beats man I got some fucking beats for who's you. rapping uh, all of us let's go <laughs> let's go bro beats, ready let's go Yo, Gail Weston, you can suck this dick Cause it get, get sick when I see the price of shit 
And you can hold your almonds I don't give no fucks about no no-name almond On a motherfucking price freeze Get on your knees to please the Portuguese Cause Galen Weston is a punk That's what I said Yo, hey. fuck Galen Weston Yo, hey. fuck Galen Weston See you in the West End Oh, no West End <laughs> You just went number one on Spotify <laughs> Yo, fuck Galen Weston <laughs> Gail Weston has now just invested money To take us off the internet <laughs> <laughs> Kayla Watson just sent us five grand to take that off so that it never hits the mainstream. Send your bribe money in EMT transfers. <laughs> Gail Weston, you motherfucker. That's so, that's so Whoop, okay. there it is. Let's pull out some presents for you guys. No! Oh, calm down. Wait a minute. Yo, he's got presents. I thought that was pastries. Really? Oh you thought I brought donuts for the <laughs> snack show? I thought that was pastries. Okay, this one's for you. <laughs> this is... It's like Christmas right now, dude. I'm so excited. No. For me or for my... For you, for you. This for guy's me. just been Hang waiting. on, don't open it. Don't open it. It says Snack Man on it. Pass this one to Mike. Oh, my God. There's... Oh, my... Look at... Mike. There, oh, my there, God. I love okay. your wrapping paper, by the way. It's paper towel. <laughs> is it Bounty? Is it the quicker picker-upper? <laughs> it is. It's the select size. This is crazy, bro. So just open it up. Open those up. Do, does it slide out? Slide it out. Rip it open. Who cares? It's oh, paper towel. I got a blunt. Here, take this blunt. No, man. Okay, you go first. So dude. these are miniature uh, vinyl records. You said Bruce Springsteen and Mike. Oh! Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Yo! <laughs> this is so sick. Okay, I'm going to show it to the camera. No! I just almost dashed in my eye. No! So, are you going to tell your story about... Because Beck asked this question, and, and I, I didn't realize he was asking me this question for, like, something Look, the as record cool kind of looks beat up, too, huh? It's been played. Oh, it's been played. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell the reason why you picked the Rodney Dangerfield album? Yeah, well, this Rodney Dangerfield album means a lot to me because when I work construction, yeah, I didn't get... I wasn't allowed to play a lot of the albums... Uh, on our speaker box like you have the dewalt i don't know how to explain this to normal people yeah construction radio there's a construction boom radio box. like yeah, a yeah. boom box yeah, yeah. like it, it's like Battery made out charger. of metal and shit yeah like it's this thing but when you're on the site each like you know each crew has their own so our cleanup crew you weren't allowed to play anything but music but i was allowed to play rodney dangerfield because the old portuguese guy loved it he fucking died anytime he'd make a joke about his wife anytime it was about sex he'd die he'd like, hey, play day play dangerfield everybody play dangerfield it's funny i like it i like it so man no respect and what's in the name became my two favorite albums because i could listen to them on the job site when i was working and nobody said nothing and then Beck asked me what some of my favorite albums were. I was like, oh, no choice. No respect. And look at this guy. <laughs> and in my house, I already have a little mini Beck. My daughter always trips out on it. I have little mini Becks. One of my favorite jokes from this album, he goes, my wife's always screwing up. I took her to the opera. She forgot the sandwiches. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's so ridiculous. Dude, dude, there's so many... <laughs> So you guys know my doctor, Dr. Vinny Boombach. You know my doctor, Dr. <laughs> Vinny Boombach. I, I went to my doctor. I said, Doc, <laughs> I'm not feeling good. He, go, he goes, uh, oh, man, you need a second opinion. He goes, oh, well, you're ugly, too. And I was like, oh, dude, there's so many great. Oh, the doc, I, I came home. I came home the other day. I saw a man running down the street naked. I said, why? He said, because you came home early. I said, I got no respect around here. No respect. No respect around here. My wife is a terrible cook. She made chocolate mousse. I got an antler stuck in my throat. Oh. 
Dangerfield is one of those man. people that fucking they could classic. They could AI Dangerfield because his voice is so I, unique. Oh hey ho oh, oh, hey hey yeah they could definitely they, they do could that. AI. On one hand I'm like please don't step on a legend, but on the other hand I'm like I want to see new shit. Imagine from great comedy writers working together to create a new comedy record by like Rodney Dangerfield. Bro, it would be great for people who who died early in music and left nothing to their kids or or, or something like that. So that you know if their kids okay, boom. Com- like you could get like the you know like you say great writers. And they could do like a greatest hits. You could get new George Carlin joke. Dude, you could get a new Kinnison joke. Dude, they would be great because I'm sure you've heard it too. A bunch of people go, oh, wouldn't it be cool to hear what George Carlin would think of things today? I would love to hear George Carlin on COVID or, or, or like something. Because what side would he be on? He definitely wouldn't be on the vaccinated side. But he definitely wouldn't be on the side of these fucking like alt-right people either. That's he likes the thing to sit about- on the fence. <coughs> Perfectly. And, sort of play each and, he, other. and he'd make fun of both of them and he'd be like, both of these people are fucking morons or something. I you know? said that to you when we were driving somewhere and I said that the key to good comedian, in my opinion, we were having this conversation. I said, you have to take a topic that invokes emotion on both sides of the argument and walk right down the middle so you don't alienate either side of the room. <laughs> Nobody knows where your opinion is, but everybody laughs at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you find the centerpieces? You have to look online? Yeah, just go on eBay and go like Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. And, and they'll someone show will show you what the, the inside. There, it has the back too, but it's glued to the frame. So, <laughs> so, most people wouldn't think that this is an album I would pull out. This probably surprised you. Does that, only, only if one thing, only if one thing. Does that have that song, uh, Glory Days? Man, the song that I remember as a kid, and the reason why I chose this record is because Beck asked me my favorite vinyl albums. And as I'm 39 now, I came in at the cassette era, and the vinyl albums that I had were ones that I acquired through my parents. This one specifically, when I was young in grade school, I found a record player somebody had put to the road. And I took it home, and it was one of those all-in-one two cassettes, <laughs> yeah. record player, techniques, probably, I think. So sick. Right? With the stereo built in with the speakers and everything. And this record was one of the records that my parents were like, yeah, you can still listen to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Like, like there's nothing nefarious about Bruce Springsteen. The irony of this is, is this is a very wholesome album, The Boss. I bought tickets to go see The Boss this, uh, this fall because he's nice. back on tour. He's never it's, off tour, this guy. And, I, and I, I've never seen him. I've oh, never classic. seen the boss. But the irony of this is, is my first cassettes were DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince uh, and Run DMC. Classic. So it was like the complete polar opposite of when I got to actually choose my music, yep. what was in versus what I had been listening to because it was available to me. And, and I think people that have followed my Instagram know that I'm, I have a love of all music. I'm the guy that's gone and seen Garth Brooks twice in one night, Metallica, and then I'm hanging out with rappers that nobody knows who the fuck they are. And you know, Garth Brooks twice in one night? I've seen Garth Brooks five times. I want to know if Glory Days is on that. Glory Days is my favorite song because it's just so funny. It's like such a diss to losers that you grew up with. I feel the same about that growing up with music, like your parents' music. Yeah. I have like some of the old shit that I love, Neil Diamond. 
Mm-hmm. And classic, I mean, bro. Celine Dion, like early, early Celine Dion. Shania yeah. Twain. You mentioned Shania Twain. Love Shania all Twain. All her early shit. My uncle is also a huge fan. He goes to all her concerts. He meets Looks her. Like he gets the signatures. Like he's a huge fan. Look how far we've come. She's back on tour too. I'm gonna get tickets for that and surprise the wife because she's gonna lose her fucking dick. We know someone <laughs> that we know someone that's opening for Shania Twain. Looks like we've made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. Might take the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. Now just go. I'm just letting just them go, man. Fuck Dude, it. anyone listening to this podcast right now is singing it in their head. They are. They have to be. Are you kidding me? Shout out Liquid Death. I'm going to get into this water. That's our new sound for Liquid Death. It's just me yelling yabba dabba doo. Okay, there's more presents. No! Wait a minute. You think that's all I had in here? You're Santa Claus or some shit. (laughs) His little smile like, you guys aren't ready. No! So, um, Snack Man, you said uh, Ruffles all dressed. Oh, shit. That's a box of four bags of all dressed chips. (laughs) And these are Lay's salt and vinegar. Yo! I need to. So, I need a Barbie house or something. Now. If you open those up, you can actually—it's like a shot of chips. It's real chips in there. I'm not gonna open it, but open that it is up. hilarious, bro. This is so fucking sick. <laughs> That's a ten for you. Salt and vinegar chips are his ten. Salt and vinegar lays on the chip scale. It's a, and also oddly enough on the pop scale, Coke. No sugar, no caffeine. Oh, he knows. He saw me drink one today. <laughs> Yo, my daughter is a huge fan of um, Pring- salt and vinegar Pringles. How do you do this, bro? How do you get this such... ridiculous. Look oh, how crisp his lines are. I just... Uh, open f- them up, honestly. Take out one of the bags. You can't... I don't think you can pop it like a bag of chips, but you probably have to cut the Mike top. can't open chips anyway. We've been through this. Looks <laughs> like we made it. fingers. <laughs> I used to do the Yo, same this thing. This is so crazy, guy. My little autistic finger. I can't help it. I don't okay, want... I'll do it. I know you. I didn't want to open it either, but we got to show the people. Shut the fuck up, dude. This is insane, Mike. It's Isn't so it much crazy. Fun. This is crazy, dude. I'll sh- oh, here, you can have one. He put real chips in here. He like vac sealed them and everything. <laughs> Look at this. What the fuck? <laughs> Look at these. Oh shit. Oh, shit, bro. They're the size of airheads. These little packages are insane. I lost my headphones. We're, we're, we're in disarray. This is crazy. Fuck, this is insane, dude. Like, where on the spectrum are you? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't checked, but it's got to be somewhere. Dude, the, the intense oh, wow. detail and fuck, and I mean that with the most amount of respect because this is... Over the top insanity, Guys, the nutrition, shit. The, the nutrition is on the back. Like when I walked in the studio and I was like, "Oh, this could be tiny. This could be tiny. This could be tiny." You're like, "Honey, I shrunk the kids." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he is. He's Rick. Rick, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. He, he's Rick Moranis. He's got a tiny ray at Fuck. home. Okay, I want to open it up now. You're open yours, man. Give me mine back. Do you have scissors? There's no way I'm breaking this, dude. This is going right into the snack vault. Right next to the fucking orange juice cereal. <laughs> I already have so much crap in my office, man. Oh my like, God. I can't wait to add this right now. I, just, I don't even, we're not opening it. Man, Beck is 
people that aren't familiar, they damn well better be. Ah, that's at, so crazy, bro. This is crazy. So, so this is so we haven't actually mentioned my cartoon shit is Roger James is my Instagram. Um, and then all the miniature stuff is a separate. It's a little it's bit. It's a back. little bit of back. And yeah. and this guy has created some of the most iconic storefronts in Toronto. He's created local storefronts for his for his convenience store guy. He he created a store a storefront sign. Oh no, uh, like a Toronto street sign that inspired me to want one for myself. Like I was like, man, I have to get this. You got it for your local convenience store that was closing after. Yeah, yeah. The guy was retiring and moving away. And I was uh, like, you need this sign of your old address. Like, this is good. This is good for you. Did he buddy. cry? He cried. No, he was no, an he's old, old Asian man. Old Asian guy. I got a picture of him and he looks so indifferent. He, he couldn't even care. <laughs> he was like, okay. He's like, gee, thanks, guy. Do you want some chips? Yeah. Wow. He was great. He would, every time we go in, he'd give my daughter a treat. And right. now the place is just empty. No, and I was like, please, so please don't put a weed store there because there's are. already like four or five weed stores. They're gonna put a, another weed, dude. Imagine, do we? Did we ever think we'd get to the day of our lives? We're like, it's enough with the weed stores. There's more weed stores than Tim Hortons. Uh, I didn't think we'd ever come to it, but there is. There's more. There's weed stores beside weed stores. Uh, like it's it's almost like they brought the reserve into every town in Ontario now. How the way they just stack the weed stores on top of each other. Hey, and it's all garbage too. That's the weirdest part. I'm still waiting for illegal weed to to cut the shit with me. It is what it is, people. When it happens, I'll tell you. If 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 I smoked something that was impressive to me, and I mean impressive price quality matching together because I could go out and buy a $100 gram of concentrates at the fucking weed store. But if it's $100 for a gram of concentrates at the weed store and it has the quality of a $20 gram anywhere and you're else. you're also going through that in like two days. I smoke more. I've smoked between a gram to two grams of shatter a day. That's expensive. Yeah. I used to. I had a rig at home with a torch and I'd, you know, a little here, a little there. And you'd be going through a gram a day. Yeah. I was like, fuck. So I actually went to the Shatterizer for for mobile, for home, for everything. And I'm down to a gram like every three or four days. See, the Puffco was like that, but it doesn't make me choke. That's so sick. The salt and vinegar ones. It doesn't make me choke the way. And I said this to Reitz when we were hitting the Puffco in the hotel in Vancouver. The Puffco serves its purpose. Shout out Puffco. They're supposed to be sending us stuff that we haven't got it yet. Get your shit together, Puffco. Come on, Puffco. Let's go. We want to. We want to have some new like a proxy. I just or something. realized that was the first time I looked at this camera. That's I could hilarious. Be looking at this the whole time. Look like we've made. We're gonna have some off some off shots of you, um, but nothing really truly hits like a dab from a, from a banger, from a swing, from a ti nail. When like, it's the right temperature. And it's the right size. Yeah, it comes through perfectly, and it's smooth. Jeez. I haven't been smoking flour lately because it's been, like, harsh on my throat, and it gives me headaches, but shatter is, like, smooth. Smooth. I smoke two dabs before I have my coffee in the morning. I smoke two dabs in the morning. Mm -hmm. I smoke two dabs at night. Yes. I smoke two dabs in the afternoon, mm -hmm. and then I take a nap. That's right. <laughs> yes, you do. You have a siesta every day. Dude, I am John. This guy caught me in my siesta. You've caught me in my siesta. I warned you, didn't I? About I, the naps? I did. I warned you. I was like, hopefully you don't get cocaine Brian, and you get there, and he's sleeping. He's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, trust I did bring his kid uh, Squishmallow. You did? Yeah. He said that. He's like, I'll just bribe him. I'll bring his she kid. She was in. sitting in their underwear when he got there. She's, she's like, Dad, can you get clothes for me? She's just been sick all day, so she's just been in her underwear in bed. 
just lounging, you know? I let her have her day, like... And then and then she got a Squishmallow, so she's like, I should probably get some clothes on to receive this gift. Dude, it was so funny. This morning, we probably played Minecraft Dungeons for, I don't know, three hours, two hours and a half. Oh, man. Just smashing fucking video games. And then she's like, I'm going to go to bed and take a nap. And then we went to go to take a nap, and that's it. That was my day. Three hours. I woke up. Kid was sick. Planned out my day. You're like Uncle Jesse. Uncle, yeah, dude. Hung up for three hours. Hey. It's kind of cool when the kid sets the tone for the day. They're, they're hilarious. He's like, dude, we played some Minecraft for a couple hours, and then she was tired, went to go take a nap, and then... Uh, the, the funny part is, is that saying the kid sets the tone implies that the kid's dumbing it down. It would be even less work if Rita set the tone. <laughs> the kid is bringing Rita <laughs> yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. 100% that kid is like, Dad, we're going to do shit today. I'm like, what? Video games. Yeah. He's like, I can, I can work that into the plan. I guess I can work some Seinfeld in between, uh, you know, Minecraft or some shit. I think Mike and I are the same kind of dad, though. It's like, we'll, we're over here. If you're doing your thing and you're okay, then whatever. Yeah, my daughter lounges. This guy knows when she comes over, she's like in the other side of the house just how, chilling. How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter's seven. She'll be eight in the summer. My stepdaughter is 14. See, I have a 10-year-old son, and he wants almost nothing to do with me. He just wants to play Fortnite and that fucking stupid car soccer game rocket fucking league rocket league loves that rocket car league. soccer yeah, fucking these kids in their fucking car soccer when i was a kid soccer was with your feet you little fucks <laughs> Pretty that would have goddamn chevy camaro you son of a bitch wasn't there a soccer game in twisted metal did you ever play that on playstation twisted metal bro with yeah, the clown. yeah yeah with the clown truck there's a tv show coming out called twisted metal really yeah, you yeah. can see the clown truck in the ad, and then and then Papa Doc is the, the is the star. Do of we it. need that? Do no. we need we, no? Do we need a TV shows based on the video games that we had? Like, and then like, let's be realistic. Twisted Metal is a B grade, good game, but B grade on the PlayStation One. When you want to list off the PlayStation One bangers, what is the storyline of Twisted Metal anyway? It's like a dystopia. It, no. se it seems like they're digging through our childhood and going, "Oh, here's a thing," and then trying uh, to extrapolate on that. It's not yeah. gonna work for Twisted Metal. It's not good enough. You know what we didn't talk about that it did work though, and I went in with tempered expectations. Beck, I hope you can comment on this because I had a Mario Brothers movie when I was a kid. Oh, did you watch the Mario Brothers? The new one? No, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god. I don't I don't give recommendations. No. Did you see the Mario Brothers from our childhood, the real live action plumber? Yeah, yeah, with John Leguizamo uh, with John and Leguizamo, uh, uh, Bob uh, what the hell is his name from Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit, that's right. And Fisher Stevens who played the Indian guy in Short Circuit. Wow, this guy with the fucking references off the Who is top. he Mr. Skin? I'm Nardwar, I have to know. You can tell he watches the show. I love it. This guy is a human serviette. He was the first person that when we had a week off, he was like, fuck you. Now I have to listen to another episode. Actually, shout out John from Second Shot because I think I've watched his episode like three or four times. Shout out to Second Shot people. We're actually going to, we're going to let you decide. You can have a Second Shot grinder. Since you like their episode, <laughs> we do have one here. We should give it to Beck as a gift from that's John and Lynn. There you go. That's a recycled skateboard co oh, grinder. That's, that's beautiful. Wow, this guy. That's you thought you were the only one with gifts? Yeah, there you go, Reeds. Well, I have more, so fuck Oh, no! Nerd <laughs> <laughs> We're sending you, you home got, with liquid you, death. You better give me the knife, too. 
The knife oh, is yeah. never leaving my house. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got scammed on that knife. We should have we should have had a at least one of those like hand stabby things. No, you, you would have lost in rock paper scissors. You have a horrible record. I'm, I I you know I I just give up before we even enter in. I'm like, <laughs> I, I've been challenged. You have a crate of liquid death in the garage. This guy's got uh, crates, bro. I have uh, I have a lot of liquid death here. They're a, they're a proud supporter of, of uh, the podcast, and I do have some to send you home with. Are you uh, you're dapping up some fresh ink? I'm actually, yeah, I'm moisturizing my tattoo. I got this, this guy on. took the middle of the podcast to moisturize. I got, no, I'm still talking. <laughs> Nerd bark. I, uh, I got this on Thursday, and it just started flaking today, and I'm, I'm a scab picker, and I can't touch this. So you were like, I got a new tattoo, and then you proceeded to tell me that I couldn't see what it was until you came here and then, then released it, it and then posted it on the internet shortly thereafter. Yeah, I haven't actually made a post like a proper like here's my new thing and what it means and everything, but I just did a quick shot when the artist uh we'll, we'll show the camera and then you can do it now and we'll make you a reel with our AI reel editor. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, with the with the swooshing. You like that? You no, he this? doesn't. I okay, on one hand I don't like it because it looks like it's a lot of effort where the the one shot is great. But on the other hand, it's cool how it matches the pan across. As if it's one camera panning. I know. It's an illusion, though. Dude. That's one camera. The AI editor is insane. <coughs> it's changed everything. <coughs> it's Nardwar. <coughs> I wish we could get the Nardwar. We need to put more effort into the Nardwar interview. He put so much effort into getting interviews with people. You guys should have we done should... some some deep dives on me. Oh, wow. Uh, we could have found it. Oh, as soon as we dive deep, we're like, we can't have this guy on the show, bro. This guy was found for being a vandal and a graffiti <laughs> artist in the 80s who drove penises on the Mona Lisa. Like, when like, when wow. was the first penis that you drew? Yeah, I'm like, wow. Beck the artist started as a vandalizing street punk. I told this story when I think I was eight, but I, th I think it was actually probably more like ten. <laughs> but I found the joy of sex in my parents' closet. Merry and I started flipping bro. through it, and I was like, this is interesting. And then I went and drew some of the crude shit <coughs> from the book, and my parents saw it, and they flipped out. And I was so ashamed of myself, and I was like, fuck this, I'm never going to draw anything again. More and like the non-joys of sex. So, yeah. so, so you started off with pornographic cartoons. Uh, no, I just dabbled in it when I was too young to dabble Kids in it. Kids who can draw, draw young. My daughter can draw already, but she's she, she just advanced. But like, she can already draw. How young were you when you were already doodling? Probably five. Yeah, for sure, bro. Was My, it cartoons that inspired you to start drawing? I feel like the, it was the Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was. Um, I have a sketchbook at home from when I was 10. The Blue Jays were in the World Series, so this was 93. And I had pictures of all the Looney Tunes, and I right. drew all the Looney Tunes as I saw them, but then I added jerseys and shit with the numbers on them. That was like, a very oh, popular thing, too. Huge thing, man. And, and those shirts now, from the early 90s with the, the Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny and Taz and stuff. In yeah. the Blue Jays. In Blue Jays. Or, like, I saw one that was a Florida Marlins one. Like, they command a pretty heavy price on the vintage market right now. I think I had the crisscross Looney Tunes poster. That's hilarious. Room. Crisscross. Did you wear your clothes backwards at school? Because I, I did. There was a crisscross day. Yeah. yeah. It was like backwards clothes day. Yeah, I do remember that as a, as a child as Which well. Which is ridiculous. I mean, bro, I, I wore my clothes backwards because I was so poor that my parents couldn't wash. No, I'm just joking. They Inside couldn't wash. Day one, day two. <laughs> Reed, Reed's got two shirts, two four days, days out of his underwear. <laughs> One day front, one day back, one day inside, one day out. 
Now he has a wife to do his laundry, so he doesn't. Have and to I worry just about stare it. at her from outside the laundry place in the car, because you know, I'm like hello, you got this. You got yeah, the the moral support. You got to be there. What are you What are you googling over here? Well, uh, on the the Saturday morning cartoon thing, I was thinking about this uh, the other day when I was looking for it's an interlude in between. Do you remember this audio, Beck, from our childhood? See if it's a good. Got to get rid of the fucking ads for Walmart. Listen, Walmart, send us some fucking money, and then you can put ads into our podcast. Walmart's got a sick fucking outdoor set right now. So Walmart, hook us up. I seen that outdoor set, the Cobble Hill four piece set. We're both verified now. Yeah, let's go. You got Walmart. You got a blue check? Yeah. When? Yesterday. Where the fuck is mine? Beck. Beck, we'll send you to our. Gotta get on it. You gotta get on. Okay, ready? We'll send you to our guy. Ready? Okay. Close your eyes. Here we go. Does this does this hit for you? After these messages, we'll be right back. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was the animated, the the claymation animated shit, right? Yeah, the the cowboy. Yeah, yeah. There was what? There was one where a a, a fire hydrant licked a dog. Yeah, That's there's all, this is a whole row of them. There's the, this is the whole reel of them. That's, there's probably another one. This is. You guys are fucking. There's a dog, or there's a horse. Do you remember this one? These background ladies? Yep, I remember these. After these messages, we'll be right back. What show was this on? Saturday Morning Cartoons on ABC. Yep. Wow. Yo, have you seen um, Retro Kid? Yeah. They're putting out all sorts of nostalgic shit. Like yeah, I was yeah, saying, they team up with CBC and stuff this, all the time. This is a company that does it well. They dig up this stuff from our childhood and they go, check this out. And they build this community around it. Retro kid, man. See, I see people wearing like a Mr. Dress-Up shirt. I have one in my bag. Or or Today's Special or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yes. Today, I, I haven't got special. the Mr. Dress-Up shirts, but I love Mr. Dress-Up. Such a big part of my childhood. You know, with, with printing on demand, you can just make your own fucking sick t-shirts. I think about that all the time. Like, I could just make a sick logo or a sick t-shirt or, or go online and find a sick picture of Mr. Dress-Up, slap her on a t-shirt and get it printed, like, tomorrow. It costs I could do it bucks. at my house. That's how I made the, the, the weed leaf that's a pizza. It's so it looks like a pepperoni pizza, but it's a weed leaf, right? I had a guy approach me, and, and he was like, yo, you need more merch. Like, he goes, your one design is good, but he goes, lots of people won't wear things with weed on them. Or he skulls. Goes, or skulls. So I was like, well, what do you think? He's like, you know that joke about nine Coca-Colas? He's like, wouldn't it be sick if you just had a shirt with nine Coca-Colas on them? And I was like, wow. I think it would be cool if you had a series of shirts, like Mike Rita inside jokes. I, mean, I know jokes that I have told or images that go along with jokes. And I was like, man, that's fucking, I never even thought about that. Sometimes it throws me off if I see a comedian on stage and they have like a goofy shirt or a message or something on their shirt. I'm like, that's taking away from your performance. I would never. But. The I, Reach logo shirt is huge. Oh, that shit's nice. I did see a guy. He was wearing, it was like a cartoon elephant. And it said, self-driven. And I was like, why are you wearing that fucking shirt? And then he told the joke that that was about. And I was oh, like. Oh, shit. I want that shirt. I want that shirt. There it is. See? Yeah. I so got to have Reach merch. I gotta, I gotta, it's a good I gotta, idea. Gotta, we need to make some Pete Ribeiro Snacks of Life shirts. Pete Ribeiro. Shout out Pete Ribeiro, the great Collingwood, Cambridge uh, guitarist. One of the great guitarists to ever come out of Cambridge, Ontario. <laughs> Pete Ribeiro. We've got some good uh, some good inside jokes. Back, one of our running inside jokes, and you've, you've actually called into the show 
with your your opinion on it. We haven't asked you the question yet. <laughs> And I know that you have been thinking about it. It's kind of like last week where we caught him off thing, but I know you have an opinion and you've put a lot of thought process into it. So I'm going to have to ask you this. Fuck, marry, kill. kill. Ice cube, iced tea, vanilla ice. (laughs) It's a little thing on the snacks of life that we call the fuck, marry, kill, the ices. Hang on, I have my notes. Yeah, I have my notes. (laughs) I I think the consensus was in because everybody sort of started saying the same thing. Like they'd fuck vanilla ice. And he would be the bottom, right? And you're under that same opinion because I was the only person that was killing Vanilla Ice because I can't stand him. Well, they all uh, for, first off, they all look like violent partners. Yes. So yes, I don't know do. if any of these would be a cakewalk. So Vanilla Ice, is it specifically top or bottom, or do you get to choose? No, it's whatever you want, bro. He's, well, he's, see, your I think the thing is, is that you're fucking. It's a, you have to you choose who you them. fuck. Yeah. So I think that's why okay. people have been okay. gravitating towards Vanilla Ice. Sure. Um, because Poor he, Rob would he wouldn't push back. Um, so yeah, I think fuck vanilla ice, Mary ice cube, because he looks like he can joke around. Wow. Mary ice cube. Okay. This I, might I, be one of the first. Th- no, cause Wait, I said so Mary ice cube cause, because he's, because he's sorry. a family man. No, no, no. I said, I actually meant Mary ice tea. Oh! Mary ice tea. Cause okay. he looks like he there can joke is. around. There it is. And then bro. I would kill, uh, myself. <laughs> leave leave Ice Cube as a widow. This guy <laughs> left Ice Cube as a widow. Oh my what god! What an asshole! That man, the, the man is just trying to make a movie career for himself to feed his daughter, and that's what you're doing. I feel like Ice Cube is going to be fine as a widow. He'll use it to just land more hoes. Wow! Right? Ice Cube in the yeah, bitch. He would widow, use it widow, to get. Sm- he would use it to get sympathy. This is fuck. This is the highest take of the year, right? I I I once had a, a, a white male from Canada that was my husband, but he died. Come on back to my hotel room, ladies. <laughs> so Beck, you called in. I and did. You called in, and you've suggested something different. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna do your call now that you're here, and you can tell us your answer to the call. And then me and Mike maybe will answer it depending on how Mike's feeling. He's feeling snacky. I can tell you that yeah, for free. Yeah, he's pulling out the snacks now. I mean, we got to hey pace Hey, guys, it. it's back. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> I just wanted to say I think the consensus is in for Fuck, Mary Kill, Ice Edition. Everybody knows what's up. I'm proposing a new round. Fuck, Mary Kill, Betty Crocker, Sarah Lee, and Jemima. <laughs> I think I know my answers, but I'm interested to hear your perspective. Yeah. I'll be up there to see you guys. Is that a real back call? It's a re- that's a real back call I've had in the vault. That was an AI back. I was like, is that AI back? Do we have an AI back? <laughs> this guy said Sarah Lee. I don't even know what she looks like. I can't picture the Sarah Lee. I don't know lady. if there is an actual. I don't think if there's a picture for Sarah Lee, she there, could be like a blind date. I don't think she's a real person. I, right, I don't think name. any of them are actually real yeah. people. See, for me, you said Be- Betty Crocker. Sarah Lee and Aunt Jemima. Now, Betty Crocker and Sarah Lee have a vast assortment of products. Aunt Jemima is a single trick pony. She's got syrup and she's got pancakes. Yep. I, if it wasn't for the fact that she's likely a minor, but also taking into consideration that she's old now, I think little Debbie would be a better person in there because she also has a vast array of products. It's kind of handicapping Aunt Jemima being just the pancake person. I'm looking at little Debbie right here in this snickerdoodle box and I couldn't put her on the list. No. No. No? No. She's too young, isn't she? Older Debbie. If it was just Debbie? <laughs> I mean, at this point, it, like, it, it's like Wendy. 
Like, Wendy is a how, little girl in the thing, but you see her on the commercials. She's not a little girl no more. How old is Wendy? She's got to be in her mid-40s. No, how old do you think she is on the logo? Oh, Nine. like, fucking, yeah, like, 12, maybe? Really? Yeah, I think so. What do you think? I have no... I never thought about how it. How old is Wendy on the Wendy's logo? Nine. Nine? Nine. Okay. I mean, there might be an answer. It was supposed to be his, his daughter. So, Beck, you posed the question... Fuck, Mary, kill. Let me go back to my notes. <laughs> go to your <laughs> so linear I said, notes. Uh, Sarah Lee deals mainly in cakes and desserts. So I see her as sweet, so I would fuck her. You're going to fuck Sarah Lee. Let's fuck Sarah Lee. Betty Crocker's an all-around cook and baker, so I would marry her. Yeah, that's good. Aunt Jemima's only good for syrup, so she's out, and I'm not going to fuck my aunt. He, he does make a point. It's your Aunt Jemima. It's incestual. It only flies in certain parts of the world. Mike is hot on the trail of the age of Wendy in the Wendy's logo. He's down. He's researching. Somebody commented that we should have things prepared and like instead of searching them on the show. But I enjoy this Eight. because I feel like it's people are in, are in the conversation with us. You don't go to your homie's I'm house sure. and have linear notes to have a conversation, right? I have them right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're going to bring up pictures of interesting shit we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right. Mike is... We're going to try something right now. Let's try Fritos. it. We're going to try the Fritos brand flavor twist, queso. So... so the, the grill on these, Mike, is Flavor Twist Honey Barbecue is a classic legend in the game. Oh, this is like not a regular flat Frito or even a ring Frito. This is a twist. Correct, sir. This is absolutely fire, bro. Mike doesn't even want to give them away. Show the people the camera <laughs> and tell us how fire they are. What? The secret to keeping Mike coming back every week on this podcast is just filling him full of Good insane snacks. snacks. Wow. He said he still has those passion flakes in the car. See? They didn't want to take them inside and no. share them. <laughs> They're in the back seat under a, sh under a sweater. Oh, <laughs> dude. I got to close my eyes. Mm -hmm. Take this in. That's good. That's so good. Wow. I'm going to do one more. Okay. There you go. Right, you're not going to do one more for your diet. Just do an extra chin up for me. I'm going to do a half. Wow. wow. I got the taste of it. I'll take another handful before I leave. Wow. When I get back to Mike's place, that's fucking crispy. Mike's wife actually has a full dinner waiting for you when you get home. All right, I'm getting I into the dinner. I can't eat after a certain time. Actually, this is probably later than I should be eating. We were talking about seven in the morning. People got up to listen to us. Wow. Wow. Actually, that's a pretty good trick because I, I get up in the morning, I do my shit, I take my daughter to school, and then when I start working, I throw on the podcast on Spotify, mm -hmm. and then later at night, after dinner, nothing's going on, things are winding down, I throw in the video. Watch it twice in the day. See, I told Mike that that's the case because people will see it, or they'll hear it, and then they'll want to see it, and you actually got in my DM and were like, fuck you, motherfucker, I have to watch this shit at night. You're aggressive towards me sometimes. I want to see it, like, right away. When I know it's coming out and you go, oh, wait till later in the day. I'm like, ah, I was planning on this. I've started dropping clips so quickly. And people are like, I'm sure they're searching for the AI video. I was actually, you know, I was supposed to be here yesterday. But Mike wanted to watch the... Leafs lose the first game of the fucking, fucking idiots. 
Uh, my favorite, my actually my favorite part of the whole thing was the announcer that the, the thing that I was listening to. The guy at the very end, it was like thirty seconds, and he goes, "Well, there's thirty seconds left, and they need two more goals, guys. I gotta be honest, it's not looking good." <laughs> Classic Toronto optimism. <laughs> And then that same guy wrote a hate article about the Leafs the next day. A <laughs> hit piece. Never forget that the Leafs are the best. I mean, that's a stretch, but I'll... Don't make me play Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen right now. Glory Days! Glory Days! It's funny because the, the last the last Leafs Stanley Cup was in black and white, so... This Glory days. I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame archives, which yep. is on uh, at the Master, called Mastercard Center on yep. Kipling. Yep. Um, and I saw the old film reels from the last time the Leafs won the cup, and they're just labeled there on the shelf. I'm like, this is a fucking piece of history. Yeah, until they win again, whenever that happens. But then they won't be film reels. It'll just be a little key, USB key. <laughs> It'll be a stream. On some sort of there's, streaming service, ESPN Plus. There's so much old shit in there. It's just like cool to take it all in. The one thing that I will say that the internet has been really good for in the last few years is people digging up and and taking colorizing shit. Yeah, and taking pride in like uploading things from from long time ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was a a point in the internet where it was like all just like new, 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 new. And I think maybe it was COVID, where it was like there isn't a lot of new content. That we have because people aren't doing stuff and like they, we started really digging in the crates and like finding old video archive archive the old stuff yeah yeah and 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 you, you're right in the sense that they bring those nostalgias in to sell us things and they're really tugging on the heartstrings when they make something like the mario movie i went into watching the Mar mario movie tempered expectations because of how not great the one was when we were kids it was kind of like, eh, you know, I think if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets a horrible re review. And my son was really excited to see the Mario movie. And the one thing about going, if having kids, you know this, you get a reason to go and watch the cartoon movies. Fuck yeah. And the people that make these cartoon movies have an amazing tendency to put things in the movie that only the adults in the theater will understand and it keeps us engaged. And that's the one thing I will say about the Mario movie. We it's watched layered it. layered with that shit. Yeah. Watched it in 3D. Awesome graphics. And there were so many telltales of throwbacks when, you know, they, they pan out. And it's the Super Mario world from SNES. Yep. The NES is like in the vintage game store. Yep. And like, there was things that my son totally skipped over that hit me hard. And I was like, oh, this is sick. Like... You know, like the, they had like the N60, a lot of N64 references to Mario N64. I'm about that. And I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I think Sonic was the same where it's like cute movie for kids, but there was so much shit for us older people. Like, remember this, remember this. Were you a Sonic or a Mario person? Both. I was Mario first, obviously. Yeah. But then after Nintendo, we got the Sega. So we got into Sonic and Crash Bandicoot. PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah. PlayStation really changed video games when Sony got into it. I think that's like the turning point because Nintendo and Sega really had a stranglehold on all of the different Japanese cartoons and all of the games. And, and then Sony came in 
to the game, and they and then that brought Microsoft in. And when that happened, we started to get some real the video game wars. Got real, bro. It got turned like the heat when it was N sixty four, PlayStation, Sega Dreamcast, very first generation Xbox. That I don't know if we'll ever have a time in video games where it was like that. Like first gen Xbox is fucked up. Remember the the ads? The ads were just people in the city looking up, and like this big green X, like, and it, like that's all the commercials were. They wouldn't tell you what it is, and they were like, Xbox is coming. And you're like, damn, bro, what the fuck what the is fuck this? Is taking what over? The fuck, is this video games? And then they would show you the graphics. And at the time, obviously, we had never seen anything past. You know, N64 PlayStation graphics, like that pixelated, like... 64-bit cartoons. I remember, man, like the graphics for even just a basic game like Sega GT Racing was insane. Sega GT Racing being a game for the Xbox. That was the name of the first good racing game on Xbox was Sega GT because they wanted everybody to know that this was Sega diving in with Xbox into the new world of... Well, that's what Sega ended up doing, right? Sega was an arcade company at the very beginning and then mm. they basically became a software company and, and abandoned their system but like the edge of that where it's like gran turismo racing and like you know those were just cutting edge and also this is also the advent now you'll remember it, all of us in the rumor of this age where you'd have like your bootleg nes cartridges you'd have like your 101 cartridge Classic. and you'd have like you know a bunch of old arcade games and stuff but you couldn't go and get like bootleg of the new blades of steel and then all of a sudden playstation comes out mod chip that was yeah. insane. I remember getting, it was like 20 or 30 bucks. Somebody put a mod chip and I could play burned Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like a getting siphon filter burn, you could go and just burn a burn a CD. People were selling PlayStation games for five bucks. Same with uh, the Dreamcast had like a, a, a flip. You didn't even need to mod it. And then the, the upper echelon of video game history for me personally is when somebody hacked the Xbox. That changed everything. Everything. And they put Xbox Media Center on there, and you could basically put a sweet hard drive, which at the time, looking back, is probably like a 50-gig hard drive or Think something. Think about that. Right? Like, it, it, like the memory card in this board is bigger than what we had in our Xboxes. But you could go to Roger's Video or Blockbuster, rent the game, bring it home, press a button, have the game forever. And we had these systems with, like, hundreds of Xbox games. You could just trade them with your friends and, like, pirate. And it was, like, it was like the wild west of the internet for, for video games. There's a whole games. documentary based on that hack. Whoever the fuck created that hack, how they figured out the way around the original Xbox uh, laser reading the games versus reading anything. Changed everything, bro, because... Every system after that had to have hardware built in to stop that from happening. And then somebody figured out how to do it with the 362. Dude, they figured it out. And the, the, the way that changed was, and I was explaining this to my son, because that's the one bridge that is always going to be there. You, maybe you can't relate to your kids on a music level, because music isn't necessarily the mm -hmm. same. But video games will always resonate. And, like, I can still get my son to play Tony Hawk. My son still wants to play NHL. Maybe I'm not into Fortnite. But, like, I could get my kid when he was younger and probably now to sit down and play NES with me, play Super Nintendo with me. The games still hit. And it's like that, that era, I said to him, like, Xbox went online. 
I remember when the Xbox went online, <laughs> and that's how they got you now. You can't pirate the games because when you go online, they're able to check if you have the game for real or not. But we're at the, we've come full circle, Mike, where now they don't even sell physical video games in the store. They do, but you can just get a card. And you I don't. Can just I don't. Know, I don't even own a physical vi- card. I don't even own a physical video game system. Everything I own is downloaded. I don't even give a fuck. So they've brought out two systems, right? You have your PlayStation Online, your PlayStation Disc. You have your Xbox. S I don't even want Xbox it, bro. Like I used to be the person who'd be like, "Yeah, I'll get the disc and then I'll bring it back," and I never would bring it back, or I never would give a fuck. So in reality, bro, just let me buy this thing online. Let me sit on this thing. I just pass it on to my kid, and she can play a couple games someday. I just am like, the nostalgia, it's the same thing as, as why CD sales are through the roof right now. Pass these Fritos over here. They're fire. Yo, this, guy, <laughs> this, this guy's breaking his diet for the Snacks of Life podcast. I'm going to the gym twice Extra tomorrow. chin-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I still like having the games, man. I still like having the discs. I still, I haven't got, like, you know, I stream music, but, man, I would really, I'd love to still be able to buy. <laughs> the problem with it is, is that in the era where you bought albums, they just put so much trash. It'd be 12 songs. You know, two of them are good. Two of them are good, I know. So streaming music became such a great thing because you're just like, yeah, here's your 99 cents for the song that's good. I don't need to buy the rest of the trash. But video games, I don't know, man. I still, I waited. I got the disc and I buy the discs and there's something about it. My kid, all the games my kid plays, I don't think any of the games my kid plays actually even has a disc. No, they're all downloadable free games, Fortnite and... uh, Did you just drink that whole super elixir? Yeah, he did. He killed it. Oh, man. I thought you said you didn't like it. No, but this is disgusting. That's the way that my brain works. This is gross. I'll smash the whole thing. It's not that bad. Might as well finish it. We didn't give a a score on any of the stuff. So let's do the score on the Marvel Super X uh, Elixir. Let's do a fresh. As far as a Marvel product goes, it's a zero. (laughs) But as Mm. far as like a juice goes, you got to shake it. As far as a juicy, like whatever the fuck goes. It's actually you, com- you, you, you compare it to like the prime, not the energy. So that's the, what they're competing with. That's what they're competing with. Oh, they're, oh, they're not even close. Then it's there's pro- no punch, no punch at all. It's. I don't think it's as good as the prime. It's not bad. Seven seven. Yeah, seven five. I would I mean, give it. An, I would give it probably an even seven. Seven. So it's seven five. Seven, seven five. Seven five. We all agree. Seven five. That sounds too high. Seven five. You know, the thing is, is that... This guy's it, a tough critic. Okay, let's go with the Fritos. The thing about this is, is I always want to give it props because there's very little sugar in it. Yeah, you're right. The agave syrup thing that they've mm, got going is good. Sugar alcohols. These these Fritos... I mean, if that's something you care about, it's got all this extra electrolytes, antioxidants, blah, blah, blah. Like, that gives it extra points for sure. When I was a kid... Anything that had these ingredients in it tasted like absolute shit. Garbage. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Why, though? What the hell have they done since? They Science, had to refine baby. It. They had to refine it. Bro, remember, like, the yeah, the first Stevia Coca-Colas that came out? Yeah. So excited. I was like, cool. Zero sugar, natural sweetener Coca-Cola. I tried it. It's one of the worst Coca-Cola I've ever tried in my life. Might as well be drinking RC Cola that had been sitting in your parents' fucking car all day. It was nasty, dude. Don't, don't hate on RC, man. No, no, no. I'm hating on RC that's been open in my parents' car, though. Yeah. I, it's like man, ashes, isn't it? The zero sugar stuff for the last few weeks on the podcast... I am I'm a proponent of sugar. It blows my mind. Uh, Beck, these Frito uh, flavor twist quesos. Wait, hey, Frito twists. Okay, against uh, actual Fritos. I'll put these up against the OG Frites, bro. These are good. Me too. 
Okay. Mm. Here's why. Because the original Frito, you put it in your mouth and it's like a flat crunch. Yep. This has like a textured crunch. A lot, the every bite has a lot of crunch. Man. It's like it's it's loose in the coils, but then once it hits the middle, it's tight. Loose in the coils is right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, honestly, I would give that. I I can't give it a solid ten, but I want to. It's like so a, good. Like a high nine. Wow, Fritos. And I'm not a big fan of spice, but those are good. They have just the, they have the queso spice. They're not uh, spicy, but they got just a little. I'm going nine one. You went high nine, so he's like nine seven, nine eight. I'm going nine one. No, Nines. I, I I'd probably say nine four five. Wow. Even a straight nine Snack is pretty man, good. Snackman, where are you gonna go with these things? They're nines. They're definitely nine. nine. I give it a nine. A nine. So yeah, the, I don't give anything ten, so keep that in consideration. So yeah. the Fritos flavored twist queso are certified. Mm -hmm. These are certified, man. I got to tell you what. They taste like a better Doritos. They kind of do, yeah. They're they a sharper. Like, I, like when I said the drink has no punch, that has all the punch. Yeah. They're like a sharper Dorito. Ooh. I think the texture and the shape of them make it a better Dorito. I think that they have a better crunch to them. The Fritos are definite win. That's a new one. So. Doritos are the same as the original Frito. When you crunch it, it's just a flat crunch. <laughs> Unless it's one of those super Doritos where it has like the, the super 3D. seasoning. No, no, no. Where it's like super seasoned. You know when you pull one out of the, oh, it's like man. a super chip. It's dirt or it's like fuzzy orange. And then you put it in your mouth and suck on it. This guy brought a fucking puffy chip the other day here that was stupid. A paw. Oh, sour cream and onion Cheetos paws. <laughs> Certified also. You yeah. probably yeah. Well, 3D puffy corn chip. You know what's so funny? When I made those chips for you guys, I had to buy like a small bag of Lay's salt and vinegar and a small bag of all no, just to crush them up. And I only used like four chips and then I ate all the rest. Bro, nothing better than salt and vinegar. If, do you think that he thought we were gonna open them and like call his bluff and like just to make sure? Or do you think he's just that like he had to nah, put real chips in there. You couldn't have did it without real chips in it. I feel like you had no, to. No, because it has to be that sensory experience. Like, you can't pop it like a bag of chips, but if you cut it, it's like real chips, and you can just go, ow. That's nuts, dude. This guy's, this guy's like Banksy. He's like, you need to destroy the art to appreciate <laughs> it. Let's, let's get into some more shit. Before no, we, there's more shit. How much longer do we have? Oh, we have as long as you want. There's, this is the No Cap Podcast. Oh, we go until the, we, we're done. Honestly, we got about 15 minutes till we start getting loopy, though. <laughs> yeah, about, about, about 15, 20 minutes until we start to get a little this silly. The, how much shit five did you hour bring, bro? Okay, so for each of you, these are matching um, a podcast. Fat pack of Beck stickers and Beck pins. Wow. I haven't had these since my Stoner Sundays days. The Weird Al Pikachu. What a classic. These are all going on my suitcase oh. right now. <laughs> so there's a ton of... And in the back of the sticker pack, there's uh, Smokey Mon. Shout out Smokey Mon. Um, lighter wrap and uh, a few Smokey Mon cards. I designed like at least a dozen or so different character cards for them. Right. And so there's a few of them. Wow, that's still around hilarious. I think they're maybe a little quiet, but uh, yeah, still kicking. Okay. Smokey Mon. I remember when that came out, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So one of the things that we have running... You guys fucked up. You shouldn't have handed me this. I'm, I'm like, we have to continue the podcast. I'm like, I want to look. <laughs> I want to stop. Actually, the, uh, I sent <laughs> some shit to, uh, what, what's it called? Taste Buds, Sal Volcano and um, Joe DeRosa. Great oh, yeah. podcast. It, Shout out Taste Buds. on the show, and the guy goes, oh, Roger Beck sent us. And I'm like, what? They just said my name on the show. And it's the same thing. Joe was trying to talk, and Sal was just going through the stickers like, oh, my God. 
I seen that clip, man. I love that podcast. When it's they just great. take they just take hard stances on snacks. That's hilarious. So so sick. Uh, we have a running contest. I, we mentioned it earlier with second shot. So far, we've had a few different uh, people that have called in with their trips. Beck, you've you've probably listened to most of them, right? Salvia trips. Salvia trips. Acid DMT trips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we still have a couple left, and we're gonna let you decide who it is that wins. There's one more that we haven't played, and then we have the what me and Mike. Uh, feel is the the forerunner right now. The can you see what I'm hearing? Do you remember that one, Mike? Am I still involved in this podcast? Right That's now? pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's, ref- let's look, refresh. Out. My, let's refresh our memory on that one. Hey, just leaving a voice message about the uh, Salvi experience. Oh yeah, I know. It was about 20 years ago. We were probably like 20 years old, 20 to 25. I remember it was just about the fad when all the YouTube videos were about people trying to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches after rock and salvia and dying at those. So me and a couple of buddies, like you said, went to a local convenience store, grabbed, you know, this thing that's supposed to be just like weed, went to my parents' place, and I think, like, I had stairwell that went from the uh, garage down to the basement. So, yeah, we're in the garage, smashed. I, I think, was the only one who volunteered. Two buddies were out for it. I smashed a bong of it, and I remember it was just whack, like, the classic line that we always recall was that I made a comment to my buddy, do you do you see what I'm hearing? That's what I kept asking. Do you see what I'm hearing? And then I ran down the concrete stairwell in the basement, kind of ran my basement for 7, 10, 15 seconds, ran back to everyone else, and all of a sudden I was just back to reality. And then right after, I remember, my two buddies were like, no, thank you. We are definitely not enjoying that at all. But uh, I literally just messaged my boys to remind it. And the one guy says, I still remember telling anytime someone mentioned Salvia. You think I talk about you being all fucked up on it and that classic line. Yeah, do you see what I'm hearing? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was the end of that party, man. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> doing that again. Dude. <laughs> Have a good night. Late. That guy has to win only because it's the most authentic experience to anybody who's ever tripped or really hard trip yeah can you hear what i'm can you see what i'm hearing because when you're really tripping you really can hear yeah yeah. you can see what you're hearing like somebody will talk to you and it's like you can almost like yo my you're like what the fuck yeah your senses sort of transcend into other senses oh my god definitely so that's the forerunner we have one late entry into the game and uh i i haven't listened to this call all the way through but the beginning of it made me say it could be a contender. So we'll see. Let's it's- see what this guy's got. Yo, what up, guys? This is OB, big fan from out on the West Coast. Shut up, West Coast. Uh, just got a, you know, uh, psychedelic story for you. Uh, back when I was young, I may or may not allegedly have acquired a bottle of liquid acid. And uh, to say, like, oh, yeah, the next this guy. three, four months were pretty wild. Uh, one of those set adventures, we ended up. Me and a group of friends ended up at a uh, neon trampoline park. Sounded like a really, really good idea. What? Uh, so we allegedly drove there. Allegedly. And, uh, what we didn't expect was they that did. it would be full of children. And we are tripping <laughs> balls. Uh, yeah, I got stuck in a foam pit. It was a pretty wild time. But yeah, guys, big fans. Keep up the good work. Fucking stoked to hear the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love the idea of the neon trampoline park. That's what fucks me up. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That does sound good because neon and when you're high on like those kinds of drugs, if you've never been high on psychedelics, neon glass does something to your eyes where it's like 
extra traily, extra like vivid. It's it's just man, like I'm imagining a trampoline park dark like a glow in the dark golf course a glow in the dark mini golf course love those but a tra- but a neon trampoline park and him saying i got stuck in the foam pit makes me think of like if if you haven't done psychedelic drugs one of the worst places you can decide to go is the bathroom yeah it's always so strange the floors the wind the mirrors everything the walls yeah the, take a look in the mirror and suddenly you've been standing wow. there for an hour yeah so i feel like getting stuck in a foam pit full of children at a glow-in-the-dark neon don't touch park. me you fucks like yeah uh i couldn't i when i when i do psychedelics i'm i'm, I'm in nature i can't do them in 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 anywhere near anybody like unless you're also high and i know that you're high or you're a safe person safe person's always the best because you just look at them you're like hey you good all right we're alive <laughs> you know like we're alive they're like yeah. i'm good are you good yeah that is actually a classic <laughs> yeah i'm good are you good you're like hey, hey, hey easy with the hostilities i'm just away i'm just checking in <laughs> otherwise you've got to try to split yourself because if there's sober people or like straight people around can't do it you're like i can't be comfortable i need sunglasses if i have sunglasses i can act yeah, my way out your, of it i'm like yeah yeah that's why i wear on. sunglasses all the time yeah, sunglasses are this crazy thing because the self-conscious emotion begins at the eyes. Can they see? Because you feel like your eyes really are the window to the soul, and the soul is in big trouble right now. <laughs> so if you're looking through these windows, you you can see that I'm in trouble. But if not, they can't see shit. And then, and they, you know, it's just my voice. I can hide the fear and, and high in my voice. One time I was really high on... Uh, when, when I was younger, I went to San Francisco, and I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to do some acid at San Fran, bro? Bam, of course. Bam, 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 you know, like, you know, and I... And nowadays, if you go to the if you go to that neighborhood, fuck, I can't remember the intersection right now. Hyde Ashbury. Ashbury. Yeah, it, there's like an ice cream shop there, and so you're like, all these people here just coming to do acid and celebrate the hippie movement, and then they end up at the ice cream shop. So straight yeah. the fuck up, bro. Yeah. You know, like I was high out of my mind. I just, dude, it's one of these things that when you're in San Francisco, you can hear there's it's like they're still playing music there or something. You're like. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. Psychedelics is one of those things you you really do experience. What did you say? Your other senses overlap, or yeah, they cross over. They transcend. They transcend, bro. So what your eyes are seeing is like this cool energy, and in your ears you can feel it. You're like, man, is this girl of is playing right here, right now? I remember the first time I did mushrooms. It was great because we had like a sitter, a friend of mine who had done it, and he was just in the other room chilling. And he would like, you guys said, you good? Just check in. And then he'd be off, like, just let us do our thing. Right. And I remember feeling like physically, even just walking around the counter in the kitchen to grab a snack, I was like sliding and feeling very smooth. Like Hilarious. all of my emotions were so smooth. Yeah. That, that's why <laughs> I, Very comfortable in the space. I, I mentioned I love to see you on mushrooms because it's like, you're just, the, all of the transitions between waves, you can everything feel about it. you're at one if yeah. you can if yeah, you can get you at, one, at one if you can get in that mindset and not be obviously petrified that you're high as fuck out in the middle of the white bay no you got to hold it together goddamn but once you get comfortable doing it it's like you're at one with the jet ski you know it's like riding a skateboard you see people that ride a skateboard they're choppy you see someone that rides a skateboard and they're like they're just so fluid it's like that's the way it becomes cuz you're you're at ease and you you can like almost like telepathically know where you're gonna go and you're pre it's it, you're just very in tune with the waves of the of the water yeah, yeah. um 
and it's one of the craziest experiences I've had on psychedelics is, is riding a jet ski by myself, of course, because I would never have somebody on the back while I was doing it's, that. It's comfortable when you're in charge of your environment and you can call the shots. Yeah. I can only do drugs like that in those situations. I was at an event and uh, I had to chat with people and stuff and I was like, I'm a little too high for this. Too high. Like Bro, I, one tab of acid, uh, three grams of mushrooms. I'm way over. Already two grams at this age, I guess, would already probably bring me there, man. Like, I'm just too high. See, that's what the great thing about you keep on going to Scarlet Begonias. Soon after this airs, I'm going to take you to your first Dead & Company concert. King, king, king. And uh, you're going to hit Shakedown Fire. Street. And then you're going to realize that you are at the world's dirtiest flea market. And everybody there is out of their tree and it doesn't like you you couldn't do something to get yourself in trouble you'd have to like you'd have to be the most insane person ever and if you're not you can trip and be amongst all these people and the crowd is just like a wave it's, cool. you know? it's also yeah there's a certain energy when you know that everybody else around you is sort of in that same mindset yeah because yeah, everyone's vulnerable around each other yeah yeah we're all vulnerable here together well and you feel safe it's safety in numbers you know what I mean? Like you go to a you go to a concert and you're smoking weed. You're like you look around. There's some other people smoking weed out here on this lawn. At, okay, you know what I mean? Like they can't take us all down. They can't take us all down, bro. <laughs> and like literally at the dead shows, they had, last summer they had a, a a group that drinks drums in space that would streak naked. We're talking like 25, 30 people naked running through the events, and the security guards are just like. Well, right. whatever. Like, first of all, I'm not tackling a naked guy. Second of all, like, they're all, they're all just going to put their clothes on once this is over. And they just, like, you know, there's there's 20,000 people here. And they're all, if they're not, you know, on drugs, which most of us are doing some sort of psychedelics or smoking weed, they're drinking excessively. It's a huge party. You look around, you don't see somebody there that you're not, like, you know, okay, well, that guy's going to have my back. You know what I mean? Like, I saw one time where I was in Pittsburgh, which is actually where we're going to go, Mike, to Star Lake, where they were, they were running a guy out for having mushrooms. But the guy was literally walking around openly just handing mushrooms to people in the fucking, in the audience. So. That's, that's a liability. And, and that's when it becomes a liability, right? It's more than personal use, but, like, they don't, they don't worry about anybody doing basically anything. And I think somewhere along the lines, I may have mentioned this on the podcast, that they're just like... If we arrest these people now, they're our problem. If we don't, they leave in the morning and they move on to the next show. Ging, bing, bing, bing. Are yeah, you excited? They can see the real threats. Yeah, yeah. Are Fire. you excited? <coughs> Are you excited? Fire on the mountain. Oh, that's gonna be so good if we get a Scarlet Fire. Are you excited? What? what bro, do you... if we don't get Scarlet Fire, I'm going home uh, halfway through the show. Bro. You won't know if you leave halfway through the show. You won't know. The second half could have all the bangers. <laughs> That's why you got to check out that setlist FM. No, no, <laughs> no, rookie mistake. You can't do that with the dead man. You okay. can do it, but setlist oh, FM. It up. Okay, did we, you you listen to the show, so you're like you know. <laughs> he did. Anybody, I know this is the Reed secret, bro. You check setlist FM. You don't get merch at the beginning of the show like a fucking poser when there's thirty thousand people in those lines. You go during the two or three songs that you don't like. The, the merch table's still there. You just go up, you get your fucking shirts, and nobody in line. Bam, 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 bam. Unless you listen to Fish or Billy Strings or Dead & Company or anybody that has cool posters. Can't do that for Tool. Can't do that for Pearl Jam. You, because you got to get there and you got to get the poster. 
Bro, Pearl Jam's fucked, man. I went to go watch Pearl Jam. I was so excited. And then I realized that they don't really play their hits anymore. No. They, they just play, like, their B-list songs. They play to the Pearl Jam fans. To the point where, we're, I don't know what show you saw. I saw on the last tour of Pearl Jam that, like, they had their fans up on the screen, people of the 10 Club. And people in the 10 Club, Pearl Jam fans, they have a number. So if you're, like... Oh, you're in the 10 Club? They were like, yeah, I'm 143. Yeah, I'm 5,000. And there was a guy at the, the the last Hamilton show they had on the screen. He was like number four. Jesus. And like, yeah. there's people celebrity. There were, yeah, literally. Like Eddie Vedder like called him out and like. Daryl Augerburn. Thank you so much. You know, you're like, damn, dude. A hundred percent, like They did like three good songs. Like, I swear <sighs> to God, they did Daughter. They did Black. They did Jeremy. And that was it. And I was like, you know. You yeah, fuckheads! But they, they, Pearl Jam's another one of those bands that don't, they don't do like you could set list FM. You're just gonna fuck yourself because they don't do the same songs night in and night out. Mix it up. They play. Oh, they did Evolution too. That was pretty good. They play to the Pearl Jam fans. They don't play to I the know. to the mainstream. They're so at. Fuck you, Pearl Jam. You fuck. Give give the fucking first half of the concert to the fans. Play all your new shit that they like, and then you assholes give us fucking. Pearl Jam, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think that like Pearl Jam is definitely one of those bands that will never be like we're touring and we're only playing this album. Like you'll see, we're like Offspring's like Offspring. They're just playing Smash beginning to end. Like Pearl playing Jam. greatest hits. Yeah, Pearl Jam's not fucking doing that. But then, Pearl do Jam. they have their playlist that they? It's like the set list playlist that people see, so they know, or they fucking things around. Every day is different. I went to go watch the stupid ass, and the night before they'd played a good amount of hits, and then the night that I went to go watch, they played two or three. It was an hour and a half show of fucking. You got You're like, God damn it, this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna do B level Pearl Jam? Fuck this shit. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Mike. I was pissed. Bro, one of the concerts I waited the longest to see. I just wanted to hear Eddie Vedder come out and be like, Hello, Toronto. Long time no see. I love you. Don't call me. I'll be. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, Reitz. You comfortable in the podcast set now? Um, we're reaching the... What time is it on the podcast? It doesn't say, but I bet you we're in the hour 40 mark. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hour 44. That's so I'm funny. Dude. Dude. so funny. He's got his feet up. Once we get into the hour 40 mark, I tell you, bro. Shout out. I brought my own slippers. Yeah, see, I what I did was is I've moved into these pizza Crocs. That's, those are great. <laughs> yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel pizza Crocs, and I left my slippers here for guests because we had a few guests that I forgot to give them the memo that you can't wear any... Uh, Outdoor shoes in here. Don't call me. Yo, I went to a Weird Al concert last summer, <laughs> and I was sitting right beside the sound guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he's working right there on the thing. And then he was sitting there for a few minutes, not doing shit. And I just leaned over and I said, hey, man, can I maybe get a copy of the set list? And he was like, no. Like, really, really dickish. Like, no. I'm like, okay, thanks. Wow. But I saw every other show people post, hey, I got a copy of the set list. I'm like, cool, where'd you get that? That's I, me, man. I was right beside the guy, and he told me to fuck myself. No. But you know why? Because I was already there and asked him earlier. Uh, that's, that's actually Joe bitch. the sound man. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. And <laughs> Don't call him Joder. <laughs> uh, 
Pearl Jam was a, a t- almost two years, two or three years. It was not. It was nine hundred and something days between when Pearl Jam was supposed to perform in Hamilton to when they yeah, because of COVID, bro. They were the first band to cancel, bro. Their 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 shows were March seventeenth and March nineteenth, yeah, and they canceled a week before. Yeah, people had waited thirty years to watch Pearl Jam and fucking yep. don't call him daughter. And these fucks made us wait almost a thousand days to play B level Pearl Jam. I'll fucking I'm out, I'll, bro. <laughs> I'm off the podcast, bro. I got, bro. Yo, if you're leaving Pastos Fritos over here, <laughs> Reed's actually just has to take a piss. He hasn't. He can't leave without doing the pot, the snacks of life fucking theme song. I'll do it at the end. Oh uh, ladies God. and gentlemen, this has been Mike Rita and the Snack Man. He has to go pee. He's just pee, he's just playing with us. What else? Pearl is, Jam. So I'll, I'll explain to Beck a little bit what happens with the reason why you can't set this FM the the Dead and Company is because. People just go on tour and do 20-something shows in a row. So if you, you really need to go to two shows in a row because you're going to likely get a faster show. Two different shows. And then the next night, you'll get a slower show, right? And they'll mix it up. And you you almost, without a doubt, Vegas odds favorite, you won't hear the same song twice, two nights in a row. You will good. You will hear songs repeated across the whole tour but never a full set list two songs always go together so uh china rider scarlet fire there's there's songs that they because they're a jam band that they melt together and they will always go together if you hear china cat come on you know i know your rider is coming after it sometimes they'll mix it up same with if scarlet begonias comes on you know that somewhere along the line fire in the mountain is going to get blended into that and that's where they'll end up but you definitely can't set list fm to that point i've been at the show and heard people say oh i'll just pull up the set list and it's anybody that goes just kind of gives a little giggle like ah, first time hey eh? i don't really know what you're talking about yeah you're out on the lawn you you can't uh, you can't get away with that so those are more of a structured band show that they're like here's here's what we're doing so they the the great thing and and i think it was uh rick rubin that said the great thing about the grateful dead is is that when you figure it out you totally understand it's completely unstructured but it's so structured they 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 never play the song the song the same it's all improv. So in order to stand on that stage, you have to be able to accurately know what that person's doing, where they're going, and you have to be able to jam. Match it up. Match yeah. it up. So you play off of each other, right? And that's why Bob Bob Weir says that John Mayer is so good is because his ear <laughs> for music, he can follow Bob along the places that they go. But yeah, it's, it's, it's actually the complete opposite of structured to the point where, but they're so good that it... It hits. Once you catch it and once you understand it and you see it and you feel it, you get it. And I'm hoping that uh, I can introduce Mike Rita, world-famous comedian. You guys talking about my comedy? Yes. <laughs> We're talking about how every time you go into a comedy club, you absolutely fucking kill it. <laughs> the energy at that Yuck Yuck show was fucking great. You were at that yuck yuck show. We discussed this. That you bought uh, my chicken what? fingers. I want you guys. I want you guys to talk about it amongst yourselves, <laughs> so I can enjoy it over <laughs> here. Are you, are you rolling us blunts? I'm rolling us. You know what the best part of Mike's uh, performance was? Angela Scanora. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, she's coming on the podcast. <laughs> Shout out Angela. 
No. Actually, Angelica. I watch her videos. Like You're a big fan, eh? I get the email every day. It's like, here's the daily video. For Sometimes I watch them, but she's funny as hell. She is a funny person. We're going to have her on the podcast soon. I don't know what you guys are talking about, bro. There's only one for Bro, back back to Reitz. Reitz is the only funny Canadian in the history of Canada. Yo, I actually, I actually watched the Portuguese interview with him. And it was funny because I couldn't understand half of it, but because of the intonation and the gestures and stuff. You knew what he was saying? I kind of got what he was saying. And he would like snap, snap in and out of English. Right. And yeah. then they would put they would put uh, subtitles when he spoke <laughs> they, English for I too long. I asked that. I asked, oh, if he spoke English too long, they subtitled it into Portuguese. I asked you if there was a place that we could watch this with English subtitles. Actually, I've had that experience. Anytime you hear Mike talk to his mother on the phone, it's about 33% English and 67% Portuguese, but it's not oil and water. It's it's it's, it, it's mixed. It's right? like there's like an English word and then like in the middle and shit. It's, it's like it's, shuffling a deck of cards. It's like mixed it's in. It's actually very impressive. What it is is... Whoa, did you open this jerky? Yeah. Holy fuck, he jumped right ahead. He's into the great Canadian okay, meme. What's I your review on the jerky? jerky, bro. I'm just getting fucky through the jerky. He jerked off all over me. Wow. Horrible. The, the snacks of wife. Ow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. We never gave a score on the Fritos. No, we did the Fritos. The Fritos we we did. haven't done these. We got to do these before we go. We can't do the little dick. We have I to have do them. One more present. I can't oh do my it. God. No! Even more presents. I can't do it, bro. How many more twitches? You, you want to come back out? next week? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we, wait. I'm so I nervous. I should have also brought a pen and then scratch off because we didn't talk about half this shit. Okay, well, give us a topic. What do you want to uh, talk about? It's your show now. Oh, Mike, I wanted to tell you, my friend Dave, shout out Dave, um, he picked me up. We went for lunch and I didn't know he had a car and I was like, hey man, when did you get a car? And he said he took driving lessons. And he's a Portuguese guy. I said he said he went to Portuguese driving school. And I said, so you just paid the guy and he signed the certificate. And he said, yeah, exactly. Portuguese driving school where you don't actually have to drive or go to school. <laughs> is that like the is that like the semi truck training that's going on in Ontario hey, right now? You keep your dirty semi truck drivers out of our Portuguese drivers. <laughs> Right, I'm back. I'm back. The Portuguese driving school got me into this. Portuguese driving school has been around since the 70s, okay? And a lot of old Portuguese moms, that's how they got their license back in the day. Because they just didn't... Bro, this is going to... I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. The Portuguese mafia is going to come after Mike. So, so Mike's pissed off. Mercules' group. <laughs> the Mexican cartel. Mexico Farms. I'm not even trying. Listen, there used to be a company... Whatever, bro. Does something driving school. Okay, the silver, the cost, I'm not saying. These guys were renowned for... They not only had the driving test uh, portion of the thing. When you went to... They, they would tell you to go to a certain driving test facility. In the city. That's right. You give and, them the wink and the nod and, and the Portuguese and you, smile. And when you went to go check in, they would go check in with you. And then when you went to go check out, you know, a certain driver would come into the car with you. And it, this certain driver was very lenient. He was in the pockets of the Portuguese community. And and then it would it ended up expanding to like a couple Indian guys. And when a couple guys wanted in. They're like, hey, if you're making a couple extra bucks, who cares, bro? You know, we got to... Well, so what? We let these Everybody's got to live. Bro, so for... I, you know, it was pretty expensive. Bro, this is like the 90s. I'm pretty sure back in the 90s, it was like two, three hundred bucks. This is like 
to get your license. With inflation, that's like two grand right now. That's got to be like a grand, two grand. I mean, a Nintendo 64 was 200 bucks. A PlayStation 5 is a thousand. It's a thousand. So let's think about that. Like, it's something like that. Like, you know, like it was probably, it'd probably be like a thousand bucks nowadays. But back then, it was like, yeah, two, three hundred bucks. And uh, you went and you paid them. You paid a guy, I almost said his name. (laughs) I was like, and you know, and he would, a couple weeks later, and your mom had a license. So you're like, well, I don't remember you learning how to get, you're like, I. Mama drives now. You're like, all right, I guess mama She's drives. Get in the car and put on your seatbelt. Bro, we're almost 100% sure. Like, I, I, I can confirm this, but we're almost sure that it's the same, like... Family that's doing it still? Yeah, like, like even if nowadays, like, they still might be running it. Like, it might be their kids or their grandkids, like, still Is, running the... Are these racket. the same people that get the handicapped parking permits in Toronto? Wow, how do you even know? Wow, bro! <laughs> like, you're you're tight in the immigrant illegal scene, bro. Well, how do you think I got deep. you on the show? There has been a parking permit thing, <laughs> like, ring for I don't know how long, bro. And it, it must be the same lady's grandma. Like, just one grandma with, like, a thousand permits for her broken leg, like... Wow, bro. This guy just blew my mind. Man. Everybody I know in Toronto has a handicap permit. Like on like on like nice Mercedes and stuff. They just like walk right out and park in the handicap. Double park. I Fuck have a, I have a friend of mine who used to double park with the handicaps. Yeah, too. and then walk out like perfectly normal. Like, like, I, girl, well, you can't see all handicaps. Well, that's hey. the thing, right? And how dare somebody say something to you, right? One Fuck of the you. great... Tr- I don't live in this city no more. I mean, if you don't have one and you park there, then bark at them. But. No kidding. Hey, hey, hey. You know? <laughs> When I lived in the city, my thing was when I went when I was on Queen Street, King Street, Blue, or any of these really busy arteries, and I had to park quick, and I was on a no park zone. I used to pop my trunk open. I know my trunk, my hood open, and put <laughs> my hazards you, on. Pretend it broke down. That's right, and I would just let my car. Ha- nobody says nothing to those cars. That's the difference between the city and and living out here. Somebody would pull over to help me here, oh, and I'd be fucked. The cops would pull over and be like, hey man, you okay? You need They'd help? They'd be like, ah, my gas kits run a bearing at a... So, somewhere, <laughs> there, somewhere there is a video of the OPP in North Bay pull starting my snowmobile for me. That's hilarious. Very bro. friendly. Yeah, they're like, I'm like, oh yeah, I died, and uh, and the guy's like, oh, don't worry, you just gotta go here, you just gotta take the clutch, and it's like, it was like one of those YouTube videos of a redneck starting a sled with us, and he's like, bam, there you go, son, have yourself a great damn. I only realized how fuck? embarrassing it was when I met Danielle. She grew up in a small town. She was like, "Don't you ever do that again with me in the car?" I was like, "Why, man? Nobody stopped you." She's like, "That's so embarrassing. Why would you put your hood up?" You're like, "Man, we're in the city." And it's 422. Your We're wife, not allowed to stop here to park. Do I think somebody's going to call her from Newfoundland? Is your husband on Bloor Street with his trunk open? What the fuck's that guy think he's doing? Jesus, boy, man. I seen a guy down there look mighty like your husband and you parked on Queen Street. Is your car's fellow broken down there? Yeah, it's broken down. Come fix it there. It's overheated. Bad, probably just an ammonium chain. What about today, bro? My Beamer... I've only taken on my Beamer like five times this year. It is what it is, bro. It's fucking... It's hurt. raining. It's just I, sitting there in the driveway. I have yeah. no... I got nowhere for it to go, you know? I, t- yesterday, I brought it up. Or today, today, before I went to go pick up my... Oh, no, it was yesterday. I went to go pick up my daughter from school. She was sick. Your school's right across the fucking street. No, 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 but I was out. I was out. I was going to say, you would drive across the fucking street. <laughs> at the time... It's raining. Get in the car. At the time, I'm surprised I he was, just doesn't uh, like go like this from the porch. Like, honey, honey, <laughs> come here. Hey, no. hey, you get her. Bring her over I here was, for me. I was at the Canadian Tire down the street, so I'm picking up some plants for the springtime, you know, you got yeah, some oregano and stuff. So, bro, I'm, I'm sitting at the A&W drive-thru, 
Some fucking Malacca idiot walks by. He's like, yeah, you put an oil in there? I'm like, pardon? Put an oil in there? You, you got oil? I'm like, yeah, I got oil. He's like, yeah, she clicking. She hitting once in a while. You oil, you oil, you need oil. I'm like. Crackhead knows, man. I, I, I'm like, this is my third time. I haven't even heard anything yet. Like, I, I haven't even brought her to mechanics. I barely brought her out yet. Like, I. It's been rain, yeah. Like it's been rain, it's been shit, it's been cold. Like I can't bring her out really. Valves are noisy. <coughs> I was like, yeah, no kidding, bro. Your headers. You're like, all right, buddy. All right, all right, get the fuck out of here. Living in the country is like that. <laughs> yeah. Random automotive advice in a drive-through. You're like, what? You been oil in that? I just never forget. You, you put oil in that? You're like, am I putting oil in that? Of course. No, bro. Mike thought he was talking about hand, his joint. If you were a downtown Toronto and your car was on fire, people wouldn't even see it. He'd no, scream at you. Get the fuck out of the way, asshole. Can't burn, believe burn. this guy's on Queen Street letting his car burn. I gotta get to the fucking burn. <laughs> He'd be on TikTok. <laughs> Straight out of the 6 TV, this asshole in his BMW. On, I'm over there kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if you were to pull over in Elmville with that BMW and pop the hood, you would have three domestic pickup trucks, one of which would be capable of towing your BMW pulled over, two guys that are certified mechanics, one guy that's been working on the tractor his entire life, and they would one have... One guy's already fixed. got a toolbox. He'd come out, his arm, his thing would be, he'd have his arms rolled up, and he'd be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, all right. You know, you originally, these are domestic Audi engines from Germany, you see? What, what they did there in the 90s was Audi was building the better four-cylinder straight engine, and uh, you're like, all right. All right, I'm out. And then he tried to sell you a Dodge pickup truck. And you're like, buddy, get away from my sick little fucking '90s German car. Get, <laughs> get. Has electrical problems, probably. I'm still eating these. Fritos. No, you know what? You can take those home with you. No, like, yeah, you're taking them home. Yeah, no, you got oh, it. You're taking no, you got it. You're going home this, is, this is the only environment that I can like snack in. You're taking them home. Hey, wait, he had more presents that we cut him off from. Yeah, man, because it's embarrassing. All we gave him was a half a bag of chips. I know, on a skateboard wheel or something. Oh, I got a Super Elixir Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but we made, you, we made you work for it. You had to review and shit. <laughs> hey, Mike bought me uh, McDonald's. Hey, he really... had a coupon, didn't he? No. I... No. <laughs> he even said he was like, this guy uses the apps. Yo, tell me the apps isn't fire, though. <laughs> Told you, bro. I can't believe that he brought this guy that paid up. Full price <laughs> for I paid McDonald's. full price for McDonald's like a loser. And you didn't even get rewards on it. Oh, oh my God. You threw away snacks. like I 3, said in the, in the drive thru, I literally said, Man, don't tell Snacks that I didn't use the app because he's, he's gotten me on these apps. I'm addicted to the apps. Because every time you go, you're like, Yeah, let me get the uh, two meal deal, 12 bucks. I'm always like, What the fuck? Over here paying full price like a scam. This guy just got two meals, six drinks, fucking three fries for less than I paid for a small hamburger. And the next morning he's looking at me when I'm drinking that orange fruitopia. <laughs> you motherfucker. This guy fucked up my life with that fruitopia. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I went to get a cake for my sister's birthday at Dairy Queen. And on top of the cake, it was like 300 DQ reward points. And I was like, yo, don't check out yet. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> DQ app. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, get these fucking... All right, yeah, we're gonna, here's a scan this. And they're like, Ted? <laughs> you fucking know it, right? Yeah, dude. <coughs> I'm 100 points away from a free dilly bar. Wow. Oh, right? shit. Okay? Like, come on. 
a free dilly when when you were nine years old if someone was like hey free dilly bar you could get me into a van <laughs> yeah what would you have to do for that then wow what, what would it take to no get you app- in a van i'll tell you what i know exactly mccain deep and delicious cake <laughs> hey kid i got a decadent deep and delicious chocolate on chocolate you're like you got room in that van uh, <laughs> with no windows put some of that cake on your cock sir and i'll tell you kids in the 90s were gullible what are we doing? One last thing. I know you want to get going, Mike. What do you want to do? Little Debs? Yeah, we're going to do the Little Debbies. I don't want to And do while we do it, I'm going to get into Snackman's beef this week. Okay. Go. Get into Snackman beats. I'll get the Little Debs. The snacks of beef. Snackman's beef normally has to do with food-related oh, items. Oh, yours is Link's Air. If it ain't Link's Air, I'll, I'll be surprised. <laughs> Snackman's beef this week is with... Ultra low budget airline links. Air. <laughs> I <knew> it. <laughs> Big checks in the lobby shades are off. Woo! We're not spinning slot machines anymore. I say big dry erase checks. You know I'm a winner when I put these glasses on. Links, you're dropping the ball. I took Links Air. Snickerdoodle, sir. I took Links Air out to Vancouver. He did. Now, now, now everybody says snack man. Snack man, you get what you pay for. And I want to believe, I want to believe that in this day and age, that that shouldn't ring true. We have a lot of ultra low carrier, ultra low cost carriers. I used one. I used another competitor. And this is my point. I gave them full opportunity. You go back, you check the record. Snack man was like, hey guys, I booked a flight. Amazing price. It was $124. All right. the way to Vancouver. Vancouver and back. I booked two one-way tickets as the frugal snack man I am. I get to the airport. I have a 7.55 takeoff. I get to the airport approximately 6.15, which, Mike, you know, when we live where we live, I got up around 4 a.m. Had to. Hit two dabs, had my shower, jumped in the car. I get there. We get on the plane. We're boarded. Snack man, check the records on the story. People know this. I'm in a row by myself. I think I hit the damn lottery. Lotto. Big time. Anybody that flies in the air knows. You get a row to yourself. Might as well be f- driving in a Lamborghini. You might as well be in first class minus the booze. So then some dude comes and sits beside me. But we have the middle. And you know what? If you're not going to get a full row, having that middle seat open. Yeah, that spacer. That spacer. And especially, let's keep it real. You're flying with these ultra-low-cost carriers because you're flying with a backpack. If you're, if you're checking bags and you're checking carry-ons and stuff... You might as well fucking be a millionaire. You might as well go on Air Canada. Lynx is not hitting the fucking ball up out of the park when it comes to taking stuff with you. They're hitting you for like $300 each <laughs> way for a fucking bag. Mm-hmm. So Snackman's got his bag. This guy beside me must have hit a Zanny or some shit. I don't know, but he was right passed out. You remember that? To the point where everyone left the plane. And I'm like, yo, I'm not fucking, I'm not waking this guy up. You guys wake him up. What the fuck? We deboard the plane. Now, no cap podcast. There was a medical emergency with one of the staff members from Lynx Air. Understandable. Understandable. Snackman has no beef with that. Nope. I want to be safe. I hope the guy is is great in, 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 you know, he's recovering. He had appendicitis. He need to get his appendix out. They take us off the plane. Is Snackman upset? No, Snackman's not upset. He goes, he finds an outlet. He starts to edit his shit. They say, we're going to need about an hour. Snacks. No worries. That hour turns into six hours. Snacks. 
I'm like, okay. They hit me with the, hey, we're going to give you a meal voucher. I'm like, oh, yeah? They hit you with $10. Now, I don't know about you guys, but airport, $10 is not a meal. And on top of that, you can't get used Tim Hortons. You can't use A&W. So if there was a chance to make it a meal, you can't do it. That's crazy that you can't use A&W. You're like, that's the closest one I'm going to get to a meal for 10 bucks. Or Tim Hortons, I would have got a coffee bagel. You know, you could make 10 bucks stretch even in a Tim Hortons at the airport. Actually, you know what? You're right. Tim Hortons in the airport does not have increased prices. Not any more than the on-route. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's the same. 10 cents more, maybe. 20 cents more a thing, maybe. For a nice hot coffee on your plane ride. Jay! Hell yeah. And, and <sighs> shout out the, 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 the cheap airlines. There's a Timmy's and a Booster Juice right by those at Pearson. There you know? is. There is. There is. There's a Booster Juice and a Timmy's right next to it because I've taken those cheap airlines all the time. So I'm not annoyed at this point. It's 12 o'clock. 12. Now it's like, okay, we're not going to leave till 2. 2. Now I'm starting to get a little annoyed, but I know as an air passenger in Canada that they're entitled to some compensation. They're going to have to give it some. And at this point, the thing is, is that these airlines will say, oh, it was a medical emergency. It was beyond our control. But I push back that like seven hour delay is well within your control. You should have had some other people there to fit. This is not where the beef comes. This is just a horrible experience with Link Air. <coughs> this is a long elevator ride. Right? Keep going. Here we Rush. go. So I get on the plane, whatever. We get there, it's fine. I take the plane back. The plane ride back is not bad. Link's Air, great value for the plane ride back. The entire experience, and I'll be honest with you, I ended up spending about eight hours in an airport I wouldn't have spent. To me, it's not really worth it to ruin my day. But at the same time, there's a certain demographic that $125 to get across the country <coughs> is unbeatable, and I would wait. People stay in standby all day. Where my beef comes with <coughs> Lynx Airline, here's a crazy left turn. These motherfuckers double-charged me on my credit card. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, okay, mistakes happen. You double-charged me. It's 2023. Beck, I don't know about you, but if you go to the store and you use your debit card, your phone goes blink right away. There's a charge. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You instantly. Right away. Amazon, you, you, you want to send something back. That's the moment UPS scans that shit, uh, you know, they give you your refund. I think he's trying to give us a shatterizer. Oh, do you want it? No, I don't. Okay. No, I'm trying to tell a story. I'm I thought your cocaine brining me. I'm actually just holding it. Oh, okay. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. So, 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 so the flight back was good. The flight back wasn't bad, but the double charge. I'm talking to people, and they've been double charged $800. There's thousands of people in Canada that over this time period of a few days, Lynx Air <laughs> double charged people. And they're blaming a third-party vendor, saying, oh, it's the credit card processing people that double-charged you. Okay, we still don't have that. We, we got minor beef. We're now on day 11. They haven't refunded anybody. This is a huge corporation that took thousands and thousands of dollars from Canadian airplane riders or however you want to airline passengers, and it's 11 days and they haven't refunded people that they've double charged in 2023. What are they fucking sending refunds by carrier pigeon or something? Like, even they would have reached you by now. A hundred percent. Yeah, they're quick to take it and slow to give it back. The, pi the pigeons? Honestly, the pigeons, the pigeons, the pigeons <laughs> give it like, back right away. I was man. like, the pigeons, man? The pigeons got respect. Give us your Italian pigeon. <laughs> oh, hey, where's the French fries around here? Somebody throw down a couple crumbs, will ya? A bird's gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I just I can't help but put my tinfoil hat on. I've been getting into these conspiracies lately on this show. You, think, have, you think they're ripping people off on purpose? I think they were cash strapped, and I think that they grabbed a bunch of money to Cause, make. Because what percentage of people didn't even check that they got double charged? Well, in their defense, they sent out an email saying, "Hey, we noticed that we double charged you," but that's all fine and dandy. They're they're passing the buck onto a, a payment supplier, and my thing is is like, hey, that's a, that's between you and them. Not between me and you. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when somebody comes short on a spot and you're like, hey, you owe me 800 bucks for that quarter pound. It's 2,000. It's not now. It's like 800 pound, even less. You know, oh. you owe me 800 bucks and they're like, oh, yeah, I only have uh, 650 because Johnny over here didn't pay me. Hey, that sounds like a you Johnny problem. Yeah, yeah. That ain't a you and me problem. Where the fuck's my money? And these guys are like, oh, we're trying our best to expediate the fucking process. Hey, Motherfucker, I could get across the country by car and back in 11 fucking days. I'll bet you that there are people right now in the Portuguese community that build entire banks in less than fucking two, 10 days. Including safe. Right? Like, how fucking long does it take to put up an entire fucking Tim Hortons these days? Hey, if less it comes than a week? Prefab? Prefab? No, but listen. I got to tell you something. They're going to they're gonna string this up for a long time. It's just this is what it is. And the thing is, you're is done now. You're in it. If you go on their social media, they just keep replacing the same comments back to people. And like, I'm not having that shit links there. You need to fix this shit. You need to smarten up. You're going to go bankrupt. We're not shouting you out anymore. We've been shouting out Swoop. They don't they don't pay us. Swoop yet. is the best. People well, give Swoop a lot of crap, but Swoop is great, bro. The only downside to Swoop is, is that you have to fly Hamilton to Abbotsford to go to BC. That's why you took Flair. And you know what? I've heard good things about Flair. I know I've, ha I've heard delays. Delays happen in air delays travel. Delays happen in every airline, though. I've taken Air Canada. I've taken uh, Emirates. I've taken crazy sick flights. Don't believe the hype. All of them have delays. I've taken tiny little flights that leave on time and get there early. I've taken big flights that don't leave till the next day and they have to give you a hotel voucher and now you're staying at the Sheridan in Vancouver. Boom, boom. It happens. If you have a delay on swoop, free hand jobs, right? It's, it's even worse. If you have a delay on swoop, they actually punch you. <laughs> they punch you right in they the blame, chin. They blame you for Fuck it. Fuck you. And you're late. <laughs> Fuck you. Swoop's so toxic, they blame you for the, for the plane uh, not leaving on time. One of the craziest things they ever experienced with swoop is swoop you get a large variety of people who fly like if you fly your canada it's mostly just business people and that kind of stuff and uh, families going on vacation and well to doers you fly a flare you fly swoop you fly links you're getting everybody you're getting people who normally have taken the bus backpackers uh, you know what i mean yeah. you're like damn bro you guys are travelers hey eh? look at that yeah we bring everything in all jacket pockets you're like damn well, you guys really don't want to pay those fucking swoop fees shit this guy's you bro hell <laughs> yeah this, this guy this guy packing everything in his jacket so that it fit in the fucking thing so the lady couldn't talk shit yeah she's like <laughs> she's like can you put that she's like can you put your bag into that stand there bitch didn't tell me the stand was on wheels i went to put my bag in knocked the whole fucking stand over and i'm Dude, like fuck my dick i picked up the stand i was like y'all and tell me it was on wheels and she just looks at me i'm like don't worry it'll fit she goes, uh, yeah, it doesn't fit. I'm like, don't worry, it'll fit. And I took my pouch jacket, I stuffed every my vest. I had that great that great vest on, stuffed everything in my vest. I put my laptop in my jacket and I like walked in with it. Like, but the moral of the story is is that it doesn't matter what you fly, there's delays. Double charging people and not paying them back does not fly. And how these guys make money, you nailed it on the head, Mike. How these guys make money is they sell dollar flights. They sell these cheap flights. And the add-ons. 
the add-ons, but no, the way they do it is, is they do the same thing that Ticketmaster started to do, on-demand pricing. Yeah. So when you're sitting in Vancouver and the Air Canada flight sold out and the Swoop one that leaves at 11 o'clock is the only one that night, that ticket one Prices way... Prices are going up. Yeah, that ticket one way, six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars one Gosh. way. And the guy next to you paid $30. You're like, what? Yeah, there was... I paid a dollar. One of the fares, and again... My Snackman's beef is not about the shitty service and the horrible quality that I got from Lynx when I flew them. It's about them double charging me. But one of the flights I got was a dollar. There has and then to all be the fares. a certain price point where it's just not trustworthy. A dollar to get on an airplane? I would the fee, no. There's a bunch of fees that bring it up to about 70, 80 bucks. It was $47 there you go, yeah. in Canada. So it was $46 in fees and a dollar fare. Yeah. Swoop but has this those is what too. they do. They sell out of the 200 seats, they sell 30 of them for a dollar. Then they sell this many for $30. Then they sell this many for $70. But they know when there's five seats left leaving that airport going to Toronto, some businessman that got off early and wants to leave, he'll pay five $600 for that one-way ticket because the same ticket is 1200 on Air Canada. They oh just want to get home. That's how they make their money. I got to anyway. fly this weekend. I fucking hate flying. We got to wrap this up, bro. We got to finish with these cookies. And Yo, are you crazy? These were fucking good. These are delicious. So good. You guys keep acting fucking surprised when I bring fire fucking snacks. Oh, bro. I who just, the fuck would ever buy these I fucking... I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> sir, how many genders are there? I don't know. I just got here. You ever seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> sir, how many genders are there? I, I don't know. I just got here. Okay. I saw yo. I saw a meme the other day of uh, someone said uh, explaining uh, 2023 to somebody that from 30 years ago, and it's just Kurt Cobain at Unplug going, uh, "Everyone is gay." <laughs> You're like, "Wow, all right, all right, Kirk, Kirk knew." All right, these uh, are you going to throw a score at these? Holy, these are, these high are nines. way better than the ones that you gave me before. You gave me before, I don't know what. Chocolate it, chip cream pie. Yeah, it was just very normal. Very normal. It just tasted normal. These, though. Shit. Bro, so, if you ever see Little Debbie snack cakes, these are the truth. Here's the key. If, if you take a bite around the edge where there's no filling and you get just double, like, cookie layer, it's not as good. You have to get the filling in between. And it, it's fucking good. Cream pie, bro. Oh. Of course. But around the edge, you can see that there's no... It doesn't Nobody likes the, the edge. edge. Everybody wants the cream pie. I it's like you got to peel off pie. the crust and mm. throw it to the dog. I love a good cream pie. That's what I was getting at. You can't yeah. edge. You got to get right into the cream pie. Solid nines for me, man. Wow, I'm going to give that a nine six. Yeah, what was the other... We did the, okay, so so the drink wasn't as good. These were amazing, and this is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd probably give it a. He's thinking. Give it some thought. Yeah, I, I like that flute. <laughs> flute, little corner flute, oh, a little like leg your, shake like too. Your accordion on the Portuguese late night. Hey, you saw that? Yeah, yeah like, another, we should get you on the soundstage here. Another high nine. Another high nine. It's a totally different flavor, but they're like it's amazing. Oh yeah, level. so good. That that to me, that fucking cake. I'm taking one more home, bro. Okay, I'm saving this one. No, you got to finish that one. We'll I, give you another one. No, you got to finish it. I, eat it, eat it, eat it. Do another chin up. Just smash it. Just eat the whole cream pie. Slam yeah, it in your I'm mouth. Sorry to be there. You go. Oh, oh, that's perfect. 
Snack man. Well, we've hit that. Wait, point. we have one more present. Snacks got one more present. Oh, we have one more present to finish it off, and then we'll get into the theme song. Themes. I sounded like Tyson. So he, he's giving us little albums, little bags of our favorite chips, and a little box. By the way, that's ridiculous. And the, the snack man, uh, the the uh, the Beck sticker collection. Yep, stickers and some of the pins. And so this was. Um, uh, a pin that I made, I think it was 2017. Um, a guy that I know was working with um, Wu Tang. Nice. And Ghostface was doing a concert, and he said, "Do you think we could do like a little collectible, cool thing for Ghostface?" And so you know the joint that I did for Marley, the Tweedledee yeah. Marley yeah. joint. Yeah, one of the um, first ones that I saw actually. That was like one of the first cartoons that I was like, "Whoa!" I, I don't know how old it is, but that was one of the first ones that I like. Remembered. I think that was like 20. 15 maybe it was that yeah, and vape she, on the late days she had another yeah, yeah. tweedledoob cartoon yeah we did a whole um alice in weedland mm -hmm. series so it was it was alice in wonderland and then the cheshire cat mm -hmm. the caterpillar like all dabbing and shit um so anyway i did this it was almost a companion piece for the for the jolly joint it was a ghost face blunt okay um and we made it was a limited series of 200 pins and we gave him the ghost face. And I think he either gave them away or sold them at a concert. So they were like super limited. And I was like, oh, I didn't even get one. And then I talked to the guy a little while later. And there was bad blood. And they didn't work together anymore. And I said, well, I'm just going to make my own then. So I got another, I think it was 50 of the ghost face pins. Right. And so I have for each of you one of the ghost face pins. Which I now have, I think, five left in my possession. Wow. Oh. Wow. This is like super limited back. There's people right now who are so jelly over this. Wow. It's like Wu-Tang officially licensed bootleg Beck. Yeah. I fucking love it. So it was when they were coming out with their own, it was like rosin. It was called Wu-Gu. And they were pushing that really hard. So it originally had the Wu-Gu uh, logo on it. And I just wiped it out and threw the Beck on there. That's sick. Man, you do some amazing work. Everybody needs to, if they don't already, go follow at Roger James on Instagram and Man, everywhere that he so does stuff. that's so fucking funny, huh? Bro, think about, like, Ghostface Killer is a really funny dude, but imagine, like, that night, like, yeah, I sell them at the merch table. Those people not even knowing that they're getting super limited edition merch, like... From back. Yeah. Sheesh. I don't think that, and we, we discussed this, uh, and an ode before we leave, I don't think that... Uh, people quite understand the impact that you've had on Toronto cannabis culture, especially. And, and politic. And yeah, man. I said that to Russ. He's like, he's an artist. I said, he's like a, a political satirical artist. He's amazing. You know, this is one of the people that when we started this podcast, me and Mike were most, most excited to have on the podcast. Just to say that we had Beck. It's uh, it's been an honor to have you here, dude. Thanks, man. We, I appreciate we, we appreciate it. it so much. And uh, with that, I think it's time we do our theme song to head out of here, Mike. Man, are, are you, you know, ready? We had such a good episode today. I'm so ripped by the end of it. It's nice. That's kind of how it works around here. Who? And now Beck and I are gonna go back to my place. We're gonna get high. I feel bad. Beck's got a wife sleep. made dinner. I don't know what she made. <laughs> Some cheesy chicken feta cheese. You're just excluding me. That's the cool boys club. I got. Go and edit the podcast, but I have an AI now. It helps. I'd ask you to come back to Wasega if we didn't live so close to where you live. Yeah, it is what it is. You can crash with me. Oh yeah, this guy can we like, cuddle? He has a queen bed, bro. Damn, damn! I got to watch an Edmonton Las Vegas game tonight, man. Hey, you know what's funny? Before we get off, just because you know, today it's been my whole day, 
My cat pee. I didn't clean my litter box since I got back from the road. So it's been four days of my cat just pissing her. And, and your shit. wife is like, "Fuck you, Mike. I do the laundry." Bro, so my cat to let us know that there's the litter box full. She'll leave a little tinkle somewhere. That's a high, like you know, high traffic, traffic area, so that you know, like, hey, fuckhead, hey, fuckhead, clean you your fucking litter. Bro, doesn't she leave the piss right in front of this guy's guest room bedroom door? Did you walk <laughs> in it? No, 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 no. So this guy gets to the house and it's like I couldn't hide it. I was like, should I tell him? I tell him, hey, the cat pissed by the door today, and that's why. Because when he showed up, the windows open. There's a fan running in his room. <laughs> There's like you know Febreze on the counter. I'm like, Beck's like, what the fuck was going on in I'm here? I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. And and, and it's like my, as soon as my wife calls, I'm like, I couldn't get the smell out. I tried. I think it's still in the air a bit. It's the truth is Mike was aggressively masturbating before you showed up. And no, he had to air the room I out. wish it was that because that's easier to explain. You're like, oh, I farted. That's why it smells like ass in here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I trust. It was so embarrassing this morning when you realize you're like, we have a guest and the cat peed by the bed door. God Son of a you, you didn't bitch. take it personally. Like, oh, that fucking cat's gone to I me. I was like, man. what a welcome. What a welcome. <laughs> Nah, fuck. I tried my hardest, bro. Trust. I tried everything I could. The smell, it's an oil based smell. You have to like wait a day or two. Yeah, cat pee. It lingers. It lingers. It like, you can do. like, I've gone over the area like 10 times. Still there a little. Yeah. What can you do, man? Yeah, you have to admit to your guest. You have to be like, hey, you gotta get in front of it. Something happened. Ha- hey, something happened. Cat peed in beside the door there. It was an incident. It was an incident because this morning you wake up at six in the morning and you're like, it's funny though because when you mention it I go oh it's cool I don't care but if you didn't mention it I'd be like what the fuck is that Mike Reed is right, you'd, you'd be silently bro, judging his stinky no because the rest of the house smells normal and then by his door it just smells like pee like you son of a <laughs> Mike's just sitting on the couch like I can outsmoke this fucking cat man yeah <laughs> I'll fucking kill that cat bro. <laughs> and it's my kill. good cat my outdoor cat doesn't pee in the house she doesn't even she'll go outside she goes outside yeah she's like fuck the litter box I'm an outdoor cat I know it's my little shit pee pee fifi cat alright Mike you're up to bat here we go late. you take the good you take the bad you take them both and there you have the, the snacks, snacks of life, life. the snacks, snacks of life, life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow and now you know about the, the snacks, snacks of life. The, the snacks, snacks of life. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed the Snacks of Life podcast with me, comedian Mike Reed of the Snack Man, and our special guest, Beck. Thank you to our sponsors, Liquid Death, Headwater Cannabis, Castle Glassworks, and all of Blue Jays Nation. Oh, and Great Canadian Meat Company. <laughs> Thank you so much, Beck. It's been an honor. We'll see you guys next Friday. Thanks, guys.